Greetings and welcome to another episode of Duck Duck Dice, a show where we play Dungeons and Dragons and put it on the internet. My name is Sam. I am the dungeon master for this game, which takes place in the land known as Amber Rush. We thank you all for joining us for episode 32 of Duck Duck Dice. Duck Duck Dice is a Party Foul Games production where we host fresh gaming content every single week. And Clinton is going to tell you more about that. Do you just read a script because you say it the same way every time? No, I just know how to talk good, so I remember. <laughs> it just sounds robotic. <laughs> well, I, I, <laughs> greetings and welcome to another episode of Duck Duck Dice. Wah, wah, wah. Is that better? Yeah, much better than Okay. But right. you still now, said the, there was like no, there's no spontaneity to it, you know? <laughs> Well, like you knock me. You, you knock me for my my uh, my my segues when I throw those out there, and now you're knocking me for staying on script. I can't uh, win. Point of order. I, I can't win for your segues. Yeah, that's not me. I can't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, we'll we have a podcast uh, called Game Goose, uh, where myself and Neil and Dan, my two buddies, we talk about video games. Um, this week, we're going to talk about RPGs. We've been saying that for the last three weeks. But it's going to happen this week. <laughs> we had some vacations and an illness, so it's been keep getting pushed back. But we'll see. Maybe tomorrow night we'll talk about RPGs. Only one awesome. way to find out. Yeah. 8 p.m. Right here. So... Talk about RPGs. Yes. So, <clears throat> speaking of RPGs, other no, otherwise known as real playing goods... We have some goods that help us play for real. <laughs> and Danny's going to talk about that. Uh, I no longer feel any guilt about razzing you for your segues. Because that one, <laughs> you didn't step up to the challenge on that one. Uh, but yeah, there are a couple of creators that help us with our production of the show since we've been playing online. Um, all of the music that you hear in this show, you can find in such sources or from such sources as Tabletop Audio, Kevin McLeod. And um, Will Sabino over at Music D20 writes some really fantastic stuff. Um, definitely check them out. And if you're looking for maps for your game, since lots of people have started playing online, uh, we use Two Minute Tabletop and Neutral Party. Uh, some are, of course, Sam Inglot Originals. You will know the difference. <laughs> yeah, because Sam's yes, are like masterful works of art. They That's are right. treasures. Yes. Yeah. You're like, wait a minute. What does Sam do is for that a living? Da Vinci? <laughs> That's it. Yes. I use lots if of watercolors. Yes. What his map look like. And use Microsoft Paint online. <laughs> yes. That's if that's the definition of Da Vinci, then yes, I am. Microsoft Paint Online. No, it's just online. Online. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Works the same. Works the same. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, let's get started. When we last left the blessed, they were heading south on a multi-day journey towards Spanifix. Uh, but they ran into a few speed bumps and detours along the way, beginning with helping out some gnome researchers um, who were investigating an old site of raw key energy um, and helping out those researchers 
being successful in their task, they were awarded with the Gaverfinkian Pocket Fortress, a small orb that contained within a large tower to suit the group's property-owning needs. And uh, upon helping out the gnomes and continuing on their journey, um, they continued to hear the strange sounds of some sort of wolf-like creature off in the distance, but have so far been unable to identify its true origins. Uh, The group that same night were attacked by a gaggle of cockatrice, which turned two of the party members to stone for a 24-hour period. And that's how Lex and Ally have stood under the somewhat watchful eye of the rest of the blessed. And it is around, I would say about probably about three o'clock in the morning when Lex and Ally begin once again, you see their bodies just sort of stiffly moving and it's almost kind of like they bust out of a shell. Their bodies just instantly moving at full pace and kind of very confused at their current surroundings, which I assume is under Leoman's tiny hut in the middle of the road with Kaya within. Yeah, well, uh, now that happened again, then I see. I uh, don't think I cared for that. <coughs> I don't think any of us cared for that. How are you feeling? Yeah, stiff, so... Could use a few hours rest, maybe. Yeah, it sounds nice right about now. Ugh. Well, My nose really itched for like five hours there, so I'm glad that's done. <laughs> well, you have your choice of shelters. The dome will last for another few hours. You could go inside the wagon. Uh, I think I'll try that tower thing since I'm pretty sure there's no more weird birds there, so. <laughs> Alright, to the tower. And I will head as, you, the as you start walking uh, out of the dome, uh, ally, you hear a rustle of change as there's a, a small swooshing and kind of whipping noises like crashing into your shoulder is the uh the pseudo dragon who's kind of crawling all over you and like sniffing and using its tiny little front paws and kind of trying to get into your bag and going into your pockets hmm well then little one see you're back for more you want to head into this tower with me see what it's all about you gotta be careful though if you uh fly too high in there you might uh who knows where you'll end up it sort of just clings to you and onto your shoulder and you um sort of get the imagery of like like a like a really happy dog (laughs) (laughs) maybe not the best to take you in there then i'll (laughs) flick a uh, one of the gems like shoot it like thumb flick it into so the air? F- yeah, flying up into the air. Uh, yeah, and it 
flies up and grabs onto it and into its little uh, hoard of coins and the flail snail shell tied to the top of your wagon. Well, I think he was worried about you. Yeah. 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 Shall we, Lex? Yeah, and I will take the um, Kaya's cloak that I guess she draped over um, me while I was a statue and um, hand it back over to her. Thank you, Kaya. Um, are you okay, too? It's pretty late. Yeah, no, I'm I'm all right. I just, I didn't want to leave you out here. Thanks. You should think. have seen Ally earlier. Eric put a dead chicken on him. <laughs> I, I think I knew that. that up. I don't know. I think it's just a little foggy, but thank you. And yeah, I hope you can get some rest now, too. I think I'll do that. A little out of sorts, too. And I'll put the cold rock on her head. <laughs> Thanks, Lex. No problem. I will groggily wander toward the back of the cart and then go into the tower. And then just promptly collapse in whatever nice open bit of floor there is. <laughs> All right. We'll say the the three of you that were not petrified um, figure out some sort of kind of staggered watch. Um, but Una, it is on your watch that once again, that shrill yet strong sound of a howl comes echoing through the darkness. Is it any closer? Make a perception check. Also, just to let you know, uh, Una is in the wagon because I figure she's going to stay close to Cliff and Clap after Cliff has become unpetrified. Mm-hmm. Um, so listening, that's a 15. 15. Um, you can't tell exactly where it is, but it you've, you've heard it. I think you've heard it before, right? Maybe? It's woken us up before. Right, right. So again, it, it's this weird thing where you can tell that it's coming from very far away. And the the strength of this howl just like unnaturally carries across the sort of um, rocky and, and hilly area of the Burundo lowlands. But you can't exactly pick out where it's coming from. But it sounds very far away. Um, I won't wake anybody up, but I'll continue my the rest of my watch out with the horses. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I won't wake anybody up yet. Okay, yeah, and they, they definitely get startled once again by the sound, um, but your presence very quickly calms Clip and Clop, who actually also just turned not stone anymore. Um, and so Clip is very happy to see Clop. Good. Um, so despite the the howling terror echoing across the night um one of them is at least pretty pretty happy with his friend back in uh normal state and you there to comfort them 
and the rest of the evening passes without incident and you all awake to a cloudy and somewhat rainy morning um although una you remember that it's going to be lightly rainy this morning and then Mm -hmm. in the afternoon it's going to turn cloudy and then there's going to be some sunshine some partly cloudiness by the end of the day which is very exciting very exciting (laughs) you guys have not seen sunshine in a long time i don't think it's really so uh, that's really just been the spirit of this campaign for the past (laughs) so you guys are about two and a half days away from at this point no two days yes two days away from spanifix um you are like deep into the Burundo lowlands at this point um flanked by a, a, what you can sometimes smell on the wind and and see sometimes at various high points in the distance is to the west a, a large very large kind of like boggy swamp and multiple small lakes and then to the east of you um, a tall mountain range as you kind of sit at the bottom of this um, this valley, this rocky, wet, grassy sort of valley that cuts through the area towards Spanifix. Well, what is the plan? I just want to check too. Did, so, um, sorry if you said so already. Are we going to are Ally and I going to finish our long rest? Or are we going to take a point of exhaustion after petrification? Um, you guys would probably be able to to need to sleep. I mean, at this point, probably another four hours or so. Okay. Before, uh, yeah, because you could, or you would take if you want to be up, you can have a point of exhaustion, or you can sleep till about midday. Yeah, I'll, I'll sleep till I'm not feeling grog or groggy anymore in the tower. Or actually trying to get a feeling of well restedness. Same. All right. So somebody needs to drive the wagon. We can just stay or hang on. until we're feeling ready to go. So the question would be would the horses get a point of exhaustion? Would Clip also need to be well rested? Actually, pro- probably. Yeah. Yeah. So Clip is sleeping in. Okay. So you guys are going to hang at your camp until about midday. All right. Take the morning and uh, study my book of Dwarvish language. Only 8,600 more hours to go. Looking forward to it. (laughs) Just going to keep reading my guide to the Undergods. Eret doing anything during this time? Um, impatiently uh, pacing around the campsite, probably. Okay. So, around the time the rain stops, but the clouds remain in the sky, Klopp stands up to stretch his legs as Ally and Lex also emerge from their sleep. (coughs) 
Um, so is well, actually, hold on. Dur- during during that time, actually, there would have been at least one small wa- wagon caravan to pass by you all of about three wagons. Um, they just kind of kind of give a nod and a wave as they continue to roll by, unless you plan on flagging them down for something. Is the uh, column of smoke ahead still smoking? No, that that's that's been out for because of all the rain. But yeah, so there's no more column of smoke. Is our if I look out, can I see our basically our tent tarp used for or used for the two person tent still draped along the side of the road? Um I think that did, didn't Una set that up for the horses to be under? Yeah, that was set up yeah, for the horses. Rod. No, I think he yeah, means sorry, covering the mushrooms. No. Yeah. Oh, covering oh, the mushrooms. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that, that would that would still be out there. Yeah. Uh, so let's start, um, gonna go over and just like start to grab their tarp because like we need this. <laughs> uh, just one second. So we're, we did a bit of a rewind because of, so like so the wagons are going by. You guys are just kind of giving them a sorry. wave and a nod as well as they go by. Okay, and then yes, um, every, everyone is a. Oh, go ahead, Eric. I was gonna call out uh, what news from the south. Not really like stopping them, but like just yep. have a front answer as they go by. They one of them just yells back like, "Lots of stink ox off the road." Hey. Um. Do the mushrooms scream at the cart as they go by? Uh. <laughs> God, <laughs> probably would, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, something passes by. Yeah, so I, I guess as they're rolling by, they're like, "Yeah, no, stink, like stink ox off the road." And then there's this horrible screeching noise, and their horses all freak out and begin running forward. And so the, his words just trail off in the wind <laughs> as they get out of dodge of whatever that noise was. <laughs> Uh, I gotta plant more of these things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now Lex and Ally are awake, <laughs> and yeah. Lex, you see the canvas tarp. I'll go to start like packing it up so we can get ready to just get the hell out of here. And as you approach, there's just this ear piece piercing screech that just rips through you <laughs> as you approach. And like honestly, I'm just gonna kill him. <laughs> You start swinging. Do you do you lift up the do you lift up the the tarp or just swing down into the tarp? I figure it'd be like one of those things of like I'm just starting to pull the tarp back, and all of a sudden the thing starts screaming. It freaks me out, so I just start like smashing like underneath the tarp. (laughs) Yeah, you start like flailing your sword around. Pieces of mushroom kind of go flying out from under the tarp. Um, Make a uh, make just make an attack roll. Okay. Those poor mushrooms. I know, right? Yeah, getting brought into existence where they got brought into existence. Uh, 23. 23, okay. Yeah, you man- as you pull it up, you manage to kind of lift up on the tarp at the same time as you swing and are um, weighing lace to the screaming poor mushrooms um, without ripping any holes into the, the canvas sheet, <laughs> which has stars under it. I will just very, very beleaguered 
walk back. <laughs> like, I don't even bother to, like, properly uh, fold up the tarp at this point. It's just, like, just watered up under my arm. Just bloodshot eyes, like, let's just get the hell out of here. <laughs> I don't know. Just throw it in the back. I'll take care of it later. I just go back into the tower. <laughs> all right. What was all that? I ask anyone that's outside. <laughs> Well, I was gonna try to bury him um, with flexes, with some anything what? that I could use to dig a hole. Well, they don't like sunlight, and I don't know where they came from. They kind of appeared. All right, well, let's get Hopefully. out of here, and I will send the horses <laughs> along. All right. Poor mushrooms. And you start uh, heading further south into the Burundo lowlands. Um, so again, you guys are uh, like, so at, yeah, two days, two solid days, um, through to, uh, Spanifix. And you keep driving on. Um, Let's see, it's midday. So you guys drive on for about four hours or so. And then that's when you see what uh, Eric, what the, the driver was talking about, stink ox off the road. Um, there are these large bison, like, like sh- really shaggy bison with these long horns kind of coming up off of their heads. And you can see um, ahead of you that there are, you know, half a dozen here, half a dozen there, just sort of milling about um, on the road. And you can see a few more um, to the uh, west of you. Um, and everyone, um, let's see, make make a nature check. It's everyone. Okay. That would be a 16. 14. Uh, 23. 3 for Lex. Oh, buddy. 15. So, uh, Eret, Una, and Kaya, um, you all would have heard of, of Stink Ox, and you would know that they are primarily like swamp and marsh dwellers. And while the area that you're in is definitely like low lying and, and sort of wet, um, it, it is still more grassland than it is swamp. Um, and you can actually on the air smell this sort of like sulfuric armpit kind of smell, um, that just wafts off of these creatures. Um, and again, there's, you know, sort of small pockets of them, um, not necessarily near the road, but, you know, within eye shot of the road. Are they, um, are they dangerous or are they, they are um, a large territorial, they're a large territorial creature that like, if you, if you get close, like they're going to, they're going to fuck you up. 
but like, like they're not bison is dangerous. Yeah, they're not they're not gonna right. like they're not gonna like hunt you or anything, but they're not right. domesticated either. Okay. That was my yeah. question. They were somebody's. At least there's none on the road. I wonder what they're doing out here. Wolfman chased him out. Wolfman. You've heard him, right? I mean, I I didn't know there was a man component to it. Well, there's like the rock men and there's the wolf men. <laughs> I thought it was just a wolf. Just a really scary wolf. I mean, what's more scary than a wolf? A wolf man. A uh, wolf dragon would be pretty scary. That's a good point. <laughs> Great. I thought about a wolf what? dragon. Maybe it's a wolf dragon. Oh no, actually, I take that back. Wolf man. As you look over at Kaya, like, oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> kind of catch tail ends of this as I'm coming out of the tower. <laughs> what about, like, a wolf avalanche? <laughs> That'd be pretty scary. That'd be, that'd be a lot. Would, would, would the wolf survive? survive? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think anyone would. Anything is too many wolves. <laughs> mm. Ever been buried under wolves? Sorry. <laughs> Can't use a shovel to dig yourself out. Let me say that much. <laughs> Unless it's a big shovel. <laughs> yeah, you get a wolf shovel and you can just shovel your way out of some wolves. Yeah. You know, I was mildly frightened at the concern of a wolf dragon and I thought I'd have something else to help keep me up at night. But now that we're talking about wolf avalanches, I suddenly find myself feeling better. You could even have a wolf dragon avalanche. Oh, no, you're being ridiculous. That's impossible. As you guys continue your conversation about wolf men and dragons and avalanches, um, whoever is outside, you notice that the pockets of stink ox have now turned into, ahead of you, a fairly large herd of hundreds of stink ox that are sprawled out amongst the grass and the rocks and some even milling about on the road, probably 600 feet ahead of you as you kind of come over the crest of like one of the many small hills that make up this valley. You think the, oh. uh, the shell horn will give him a fright, get him off the road I don't know if they'll just make them attack us instead. Well, if they're like grazing animals, I would think loud noises would scare them, right? Or they could see us as a threat and get us off their land. Let's, yeah, let's find out. Uno is going to be out by the horses. Yeah. I'm going to call out for the uh, pseudo dragon. Yeah. Uh, little friend, you uh, you might want to come down here for a minute. About to get loud, I think. And it 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 always it always makes a very dramatic exit. Like it always like fires out of the shell, like straight up into the air, and like like whips its wings out with a snap, and then like glides down. Even though it's only going like nine feet down, it's always a very you know with the scattering of coins coming from inside of the shell. And it lands down on you, uh, ally, and again starts kind of like crawling all over you, like sniffing around and trying to rummage through your pockets. 
I'm gonna keep <laughs> keep the gem tight to me this time. <laughs> Lex, you wanna? Well, excuse me. Hmm. Common again. Do you want to uh, do the honors? Uh, yeah, I, th I think I got this. I'm trying to practice the horn. <laughs> Sam, I'm gonna ask you, just for the sake of trying to keep things uh moving, for a rule that I've really been forgetting about. Can I mm -hmm. just take a ten on the performance uh, or trying to, you know, blow the horn? Um, I don't know if that was something we're doing in this, or do you want me to roll for it? Oh no, you're, we got roll for it. All right, yeah. fine. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see how this game of dice <laughs> and number crunching runs. If you remember, there are aspects. There's now more more treasure in the the horn than there was before. <laughs> like it's more how happening. you play it is very different. <laughs> Well, attempt number one sucks, apparently, because it's a five. Five. Oh. All right. Uh, there's kind of like a loud, like, boom at first that just kind of like yeah. putters out at the end. May I take another try at this? <laughs> uh, yes, you okay. may. You take take a big breath in. One final attempt. Is everyone cheering you on? You got this, bud. <laughs> I put my hands over my ears. I try to put my hands over Clip and Clap's ears. <laughs> uh, really breaks my soul a little bit because, like, this is this isn't too far off from just like me trying to play trumpet anyway. So <laughs> that's cocked. Marginally better at a six. <laughs> Again, another another bump. as you hear like the jingling of coins and like the sound just does not um this it seems with especially with the treasure in there that the horning capabilities of this shell have been somewhat diminished. As it comes down, pat him on the back. Well it was worth a shot. Thanks, Ally. On the back of the leg, I guess. <laughs> In the calf. Just gonna go and sit defeated in the back of the car for a little bit. <laughs> I guess we'll uh, have to just yell at him now. Well, we could just ask. And also, so, asking might not work, one. but we can ask. Go ahead. I mean, we have to get up there first. I don't want to yell. Then they might think I'm a threat. We are, we are a threat. If you get close, right. I think you're a threat. Yeah. Oh no, that's true. Do we oh. know if these are normally <clears throat> non-violent herd animals, or are they prone to like charge us down? They're territorial. They're not like wolves. They're not going to hunt us down and like end our lives, but they don't want us in their territory. This might not be their territory. Maybe it's somewhere else. But if it is, they might not be happy. Do we want to try and use the tower to see if there's a way around them, just in case none of this uh, works out? Maybe we just have to go off-roading for a little bit? That's so, a good idea. If nothing else, we could see how far they stretch. Maybe they'll just pass us by if we wait I mean, as you all have been talking you now notice that there is a herd ahead of you but there's also a herd behind you 
and the hordes of stink ox now you know numbering probably in the in the thousands i mean that you can see in the distance and now like kind of moseying up behind you um you all are within the herd and so if you guys want to use the periscope tower that's cool but i'm going to need all of you to participate in a skill challenge to navigate your way through the stink ox um herd so each one of you can choose a skill you may certainly use the periscope tower with that skill check if you'd like um one does need to be an animal handling check though in order to navigate clip and clop through the uh herd oh boy so one of us has to pick a animal handling check now or what one of the one of the skills of this skill challenge needs to be a um animal handling check each one of you can choose a skill and give me a good reason why uh or how you're using that skill (laughs) i got one all right okay uh i'll start off with uh using investigation Mm -hmm. um following the movements of the animals and trying like the minute differences between them, like the ones that seem the least aggressive or like how they're moving together and trying to find the best way to work with the flow of the creatures. Calculating their movement speed. Like, okay, if we speed up a little bit, we can beat that group before they get on their own. Okay, I like it. Yeah, uh, go ahead and roll. Uh, yeah, 2,000 stink ox moving at approximately 1.5 <laughs> miles an hour. Um, so that's a 19, my plus seven. All right, okay. A herd of stinkocks leave Chicago at 42 miles an hour. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll try. We'll use persuasion. I think that'll be fine. Yeah. Who are using persuasion on? The ox is in front of us. You're going to try to speak to the ox and. Oh, yes. Okay. okay. All right. It's like, and we're just going going through. We're, I mean, we're not going to stay here. Clearly, this is very nice land that you found here. Um, and we would we don't want to like touch any of it. We just want to walk forward. And don't mind the horses; they're with us and leaving. All right, make a persuasion check. Uh, that is a nineteen. Okay. Two in a row. I will make, I suppose, the animal handling check to uh, keep clip and clop on the straight and narrow. Or the curvy turny, whatever's needed to... (laughs) (laughs) That's a 12. All right. Eric and Lex. I guess I'll try doing an athletics check to quickly ascend that tower and run overwatch over um <laughs> you could you could try a perception check <laughs> probably not an athletics check <laughs> no, no he's got to he's got to run up and down and yeah. down so you can tell everything oh, what's going on and then back I up see. and then back down I see. Yeah. okay yeah 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 all right yeah no that's good that's good i like that all right yes make it I, got, no I, have to, I have to, to go four. I have to go four floors just to get the information to come <laughs> yeah. back down. Yeah, this is way more cardio than concentration. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so yeah, that, that's going to be what I'm going to do, and then try and um, relay whatever information I can get to everyone else, give them an idea of like this is the direction we should probably try going. Okay. That's much better. That's uh, one in eighteen. Nineteen. Nineteen. All right. And Eric. I really don't like this idea, but it's the only one I got. Um, Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Um, So use acrobatics to jump from the backs of the ox and uh, kind of like use their horns to steer them away from the cart. <laughs> they they love it. <laughs> I'm a I'm a light halfling. What if you used acrobatics instead to like quickly like divert the attention of the ox away from the cart and then not give yourself like you know, put yourself in a dangerous position. (laughs) Jumping on the ox would, uh, I think you'd be able to intuit. (laughs) (laughs) Unless that's what you want to try. We can give that a go. Uh, My other option was, like, so I was assuming, like, deception and stuff's only really good against people. Yeah, probably, yeah. I mean, Una's different because they can at least understand her. So, all my other ones are like people based, so that's the only one I could think of. Because I don't really want to get down in front of them or anything, because. You want to jump on them, pull them away, and then jump away as quickly as possible, sort of thing. Like, pull the problem ones out of the way as quickly as you can. All right, yeah, do it. (laughs) I mean, I could die, but. Bummer. Assumption around. Don't go to Spanifex. Fourteen. Fourteen. All right. That Spanifex thing solved itself. Oh Oh, gosh. Um, He didn't really give us any deets on it. All right. So um, the you know Lex is doing a good job of relaying openings in the large herd of stink ox before you um and you know very much out of breath but every once in a while you hear like the ethereal zipper and he pokes his head out and yells like try going southwest instead it looks like there's a gap and um kaya is sort of listening to what lex is saying and being like yes that makes sense because i can see over there that this group is moving creating an opening there and um una is uh trying to keep the ones kind of right the ones that kind of look like they're coming towards the road like just kind of like hey like yep we'll be out of your face in just a second like literally won't see us again um and uh Eret at one point jumps onto the back of one of these beasts and begins to kind of pull it away and uh ally you are distracted momentarily by this uh, movement from Eret, and you accidentally 
stray into a small group of the Stinkox um, who both charge your wagon um, and uh, smash into the side of it. Um, let's see here. Oops. Oops. Oh, God. Hold on. I lost a die. Oh, no. I hope it wasn't a D4. That's dangerous. Uh, doing. Let's see. What was that? Um, the, these two big bull, um, stinkoxes ram into the side of the wagon doing 28 damage to the wagon. Um, your wagon has a hundred hit points. Um, and the, uh, yes, the wagon is rocked. Make a, um, animal handling or a, uh, sorry, a dexterity saving throw ally to maintain control of the the wagon as the horses obviously um, wig out a little bit from the aggression of the stink ox. Uh, nine. Nine? Yeah. They begin to veer off course once again, leading a, another stink ox to charge at it, um, hitting into the side. Doing another 13 damage. So what is that up to? 41. 41. All right. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, We'll go with that. Okay. Um, Make another dexterity saving throw, Ally, to get it back on track. Uh, 14. 14. Um, You managed to uh, get the horses sort of back into a gap, utilizing the... um, you know, advice of your friends, Una, very quickly, like keeping pace, running kind of next to these horses um, as the herd somewhat tightens in. Um, everyone do another um, skill roll for the ability that you chose. Uh, let's start with Ally. Okay. <laughs> uh, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Can't hear you. I got an a lot. Kaya. Uh, 21. Una. A 17. And I got a 14. All right. You... Let's see. So, um, following the lead of Lex, who says there is a very clear opening, um, you know, off in this direction, go. Uh, Ally just whips the horses uh, around this uh, small uh, group of stink ox, and you find yourselves in the middle of a clearing off the side of the road um, amongst a few uh, patches of rocks. And you can see, indeed, there is a clearing um, about probably 
25 feet wide or so um, of uh, between a bunch of stinkocks. But there is something that sort of looks like a has a similar shape to the stink ox, but is very much a different creature. Um, everyone looking, uh, which I, I guess all of you would be, have some eyes outside of the, the wagon, make a nature check as you gaze upon this. It looks like a mix, like kind of like a cow with a very long neck. Um, there is this putrid smell that sort of hangs in the air and you can see dragging behind it is this massive club tail. Ten, so what are those 14. checks? 10, 14, 13, oh. 6, 12. Oh my goodness. And none of you know what it is. It's clearly friendly. You um, should probably go around it. And as it sees you, um, it angrily begins to charge at you. Um, everyone roll initiative. Uh-oh. Oh, no. We're being charged by a cow with a long neck. A giraffe. A short giraffe. A giraffe. Oh. Yikes, 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 yikes. All right. And we're going to try to do this actually without a map. Ooh. So we're just going to do that. Sam Inglot original? Uh, no. Yes, yeah, so a Sam Inglot original in the mind, in the in the brain piece. Eric, right. okay. I assume you kind of are. Are you at the wagon, or are you still kind of hanging out outside of the wagon, like jumping on right. stink ox? Probably pretty close to the wagon. Okay. Okay, um, it is about um, 30 feet away from you. Um, and again, you probably have about 25 feet between you and this, uh, the stink ox as the, the herd is kind of like moving in um, around you. Although they seem to not be getting super close to this creature. Like they're kind of moving with it, but they're giving it a lot of distance. Um. 20 to 25. It must be a key. Oh boy. Uh, 15 to 20. 19. Uh, oh, yeah, 15 to 20, not me. Uh, 18. Um, 10 to 15? 12. 12. And so that goes Ally and then Kaya. What'd you get, Eret? Uh, five. All right. All right, the um, creature is going to charge forward um, 
angrily kind of snorting. You can see it's got like this like red matted hair. Um, these tusks that kind of come up from its mouth, this low lying head with a long like gray snout, these beady green eyes and this large club tail. Um, and it charges forward directly at Una, who has her hands on the horses, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes. Oh, no. All right. And it is going to swing its club tail at you, Una. Are you sure uh, it wants to do that? Yeah, that's an 18 to hit. Yeah, yeah, that would hit. Yeah, shouldn't it be attacking the horses instead? Hey. Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, you take 16 damage, uh, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw as this club just just smacks into your body. Um, well, 14, so that would be a 19. A 19. As you are smashed with it, you feel your body going almost like completely numb for an instant before you manage to re- regain your balance um, and not uh, fall over stunned. Um, it is now Lex's turn, who is inside of the wagon. Um, all right, so if I'm inside of the wagon, what are we still moving forward? Are we gonna try to go past? Like, I just trying to get an understanding of like what's our forward momentum versus the position of this thing. Like, is it completely blocking us? Well, you guys would have been coming forward. And then it saw you and it charged. Now it's directly in front of your wagon. So, I mean, it's all kind of moving at the same time, but that's, I mean, it is right up on, right in front of the horses, right up on Una. It's a dynamic situation. I am going to basically go as far from the back of the uh, wagon and just like dive through the, uh, 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 the front past Una uh, shouting at everyone just get the cart away from it as I just without using the jump spell I just jump to try and get onto the thing's back and I will rage as I am above it you're trying to jump on its back yeah all right uh, make an acrobatics check um acrobatics I wish it was athletics it's only a nine nine uh you jump out of the wagon to your feet um using up let's see that'd be five ten fifteen twenty uh 25 feet of movement um and you go to jump on its back and as you do you jump on it with a good angle but it is like like almost like it's it's is almost like matted and greased and you just like slide off of it um flying onto the other side of it um not able to jump on top of it um Uh, and then you rage i will rage all right roll that d8 what does eight do again eight you begin glowing with a red intensity um and a beam of brilliant light lances from your chest in a five foot wide 60 foot long line um 
I would I would imagine probably that the way that you would have jumped over it and kind of slid over. Yeah, am I on that side or am I directly behind it? Man, that's kind of a weird one. Because there's not a lot of like rules for facing, you know, in D and D, and this one's like a facing yeah, sort of thing. I, I imagine he'd be facing the the creature, though. Yeah, I would. I would too. Because if you try to kind of jump on it and slide down the other side, yeah, yeah. All right. What I would have done was I would have righted myself, faced it, and then raged. Okay. Um. Let's see here. So it must make a Constitution saving throw. What is the DC for you? Uh, my DC is. Is there a drag line feat in this? Could you like just like swing your chest and like hit a bigger <laughs> thing? <laughs> I wish. Um. Yeah, my DC is going to be um fourteen now. Fourteen. All right, it fails. So 2d8, and then it is blinded until the start of your next turn. All right. Uh, so that is five radiant damage to it. Okay. And then I will take two swings with my great sword. Well, you know, one after the other. All right. Uh, that's a nat 20. Yeah, yeah, that'll hit. So, 12 plus... Um... <laughs> sorry, math. 12 plus 6 plus, uh, 3. 21. Yep. Alright, so 21 damage on that one. Nice. Next one. Uh, that one's not as impressive. That's only a, uh, gosh, a 13. 13 does not hit. Is that with advantage because it's blinded? Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Right? Doesn't that give you... Uh, 18. 18 hits. Um, that one is going to be, uh, 12 damage. All right. Yeah, so and you... Yeah, I, um, I just yell at everyone, just get the hell away from the thing. Get out of here. All right. Um, cool. Anything else, Lex? Um, that's what I'm going to do for now. All right. Um, Una, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, no. It's consistent. Oh, that is going to be a nine. So the smell of this creature is just absolutely overwhelmingly stinky. And you are now poisoned until the start of the creature's next turn. Oh, no. Um, added. Okay. Um, noted. Okay. Um, and the creature is right in front of you. I mean, it is, it is essentially right now blocking your guys' way out. It is right up in front of the, the wagon. So Uno wants to take the disengage action. Okay. Um, and then attempt to use half movement to force movement on the horses and push them out of the way. Okay. Um, 
trying to keep her between her, like her and the and like the monster. Yeah. So because you're taking the disengage action, it won't be able to attack you, but it would still probably flail. It's got a ten foot reach on its tail, so it'd probably mm -hmm. take a swing at the wagon still, but it wouldn't take a swing at you. Um, but that's, I mean, I'm like that's, that's what. Yeah. Okay. Mm, we have to move the wagon regardless, so it has to hit it. Um, I can only move it. I can only try to move the horses 15 feet. Um, so the the wagon might still be in its range. Um, the wagon. Let's see. And you let's see. You move it 15 feet. And let's see. One, two. Um. Yeah, the wagon would still be in its range, but like, um, I would say the horses wouldn't be, nor would anyone on the wagon. Okay. Um. So you're getting every all the alive things out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's the goal. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try right. to do that. Okay. Uh, um, um, and as you do that, it does, um, it's going to take an opportunity attack with disadvantage because it's blinded, um, against the wagon. Uh, oh, what was the AC of the wagon? It was a damage threshold. I know that. Where did I think of? Hold on. I lost the screen. Where'd it go? There's an AC of 22. Um. Okay. Yeah, it misses. Thank goodness. Um. Or is it one of these? And <laughs> I was air drumming, what? and then <laughs> oh, the sounds. <laughs> and that will be yeah, that'll be it for me. All right. Uh, next up is Ally, then Kaya. Okay, I'm coming off the wagon. Boomerang blade in hand, stab, stab. All right. Um, let's see. So it doesn't say it says starts turn. So I don't think you'd have to roll. Okay. So yeah. So make some attacks. Twenty-four hits. Uh, second one is a fifteen. Uh, fifteen hits. Okay. Damage on the first is seven. On the second is ten. Uh, I'm gonna attempt to stun him. Okay. With the first. Uh, so it's con save. Okay. Fourteen. Uh, that's an eight. Cool. So he's stunned until the end of my next turn. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to. Uh, yeah, just unarmed strike. One. Ooh, net 20. Nice. Uh, so that's... 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 damage. It's looking pretty beat up at this point. Just um, and it can't move. So, let's see here. Anything else? Uh, no, that'll be it. Do you want to go back to the wagon? Uh, just gonna stand. Okay. Luna seems to, or Luna seems to have control of the horses. 
Okay. Um, Kai, your turn. He looks pretty beat up. Yeah. Like, pretty beat up. Okay, then um, Kai is going to... I'm going to run to the back of the wagon. I'm going to slip my crystal dagger out of my sleeve. And uh, I'm going to move my hands and I'm going to cast Scorching Ray at fourth level at it. Okay. Nice. Uh, so that's one, two, three, five Scorching Ray bolts. Uh, that, oh, they're all at advantage as well, right? Yes, yeah, so yeah. Okay. Um, 19 on the die, so 26. Yep. Nat 20. All right. You guys are taking all the nat 20s, and I'm not going to get one now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that one's only a 15. Oh, 15 hits. Oh, 15 hits. Okay. Um, 22. Yeah. And, oh, that one does not. That's a 10. Yep, 10 does not hit. Okay. Okay. Uh, so first one is four fire damage. All right. Uh, that's cocked. Eight fire damage. I'm going to do right. the... Should I do the crit last? I'll do the crit now. Whatever. Yeah, okay. So, eight fire damage. Six fire damage. All right. And so, as the wagon continues to roll yet. by... <laughs> as the wagon Roll by, pulled hurriedly by Una, uh, with uh, Lex and Ally waylaying the creature, and Kaya raining down um, hellfire uh, onto this strange swamp monster. Um, you guys just leave it in a pile of uh, ash and bones and flesh. As you quickly, as as soon as it dies, the herd almost seems to break. And um, just scatter in all directions as the way opens up before you, and you quickly take back to the road, um, avoiding any further danger from the stink ox herd. And we'll take a quick break there if we can. In two seconds. Soon, maybe. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Can we do that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back to Duck Duck Dice. Uh, the blessed have just made it out of a herd of stink ox um, on their way down uh, towards Spanifix. As the uh, late afternoon carries on, um, the uh, clouds still hang in the sky um, but seem to be moving on their way out um, as you can see a little bit of an opening uh, in the sky over the mountains back to the east um, but you ride along in a fairly damaged wagon um, some of the uh, the ribs from the uh, canopy, like one is kind of smashed in, um, so there's kind of a sag in the roof of the wagon. Um, there, one of the wet wheels got hit, um, and some of the wagon around it got smashed up pretty good. But now there's the, like this, like 
like every like two or three seconds there's this kind of squeak noise um and the wagon just in general got really uh smashed up pretty good um so how bad does this thing's body smell that we're right by oh well I, I, no, you guys got out of got out of dodge. Oh, we we are um, okay, cool. We did, yeah, so. you guys got out of dodge. Um, you stink though, Lex. Like, you got smeared with its like greasy body oils that secreted from its fur, and um, you you are rank, sir. <laughs> I got to give uh, Kaya a high five because of the uh, scorching ray because that was pretty awesome. <laughs> oh, give him a high five, and I'll like meet his eyes. Thought that was thought that was cool. Yeah, again, I'm just wafting whatever this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's when you're like, oh wow, and then like cool, and then you take a breath and you're like, oh man, like, oh. it's kind of like somebody put their armpit like in your mouth, kind of thing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a really good job, Kai. Uh, uh, I was actually kind of worried about that thing for a little bit, but you know, you you, uh, you did a good job, me. Uh, me and Ally were able to uh, keep it <laughs> tied up a bit to uh, try and keep it from going after the wagon more. I I picture you, like the okay, SpongeBob like when he's Ill. had too many onions episode. Like, you guys remember that episode where everyone runs away from SpongeBob because his yeah. onion breath is so bad? Like, that's. Yeah, guys, am I ugly? <laughs> am, I, am I at a charisma uh, neg right now? <laughs> uh. As he's talking to me, I'll just like as subtly as possible, which won't work because it's him and he'll be able to feel it regardless. Press to digitate like a puff of wind to like just blow away. <laughs> just a little. Just... I have to clean him. Just like I don't want to smell this. You take care of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did something wrong, Kaya? <laughs> you got a little uh that on you. Yeah, uh, it's gross. Um, do you want me to do the thing? Uh, sure, I guess. Okay, I'll I'll do it, and I I'll start press the digitating. Like I'll just close my eyes and just do it. And it it almost it just kind of tickles Lex when she's doing it. Like it doesn't hurt anymore. You know what's happening. There is a certain level of trust there, maybe. Um, and you definitely still feel it as the she's very much casting it directly on you multiple times but it's just a like she's tickling you I want you to giggle and laugh Zach like you're being tickled he <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, like Lex would laugh not like Zach would laugh <laughs> <laughs> that tickles <laughs> stop it <laughs> Um, and you press on um, the stench wafting off of Lex dissipating slowly as you all rattle on in your smashed up but still very nice wagon um, and you um, come up from a deep part of the valley um, and at this point you guys are very much heading kind of upward now um, and you reach a small ridge um, where you can see out ahead of you and in the distance 
light streams down from the breaking clouds on the southern horizon. The sunlight slowly moving towards you. And you can see in the distance a dark but distinct line over the grasslands and the silhouette of tall towers poking up in the distance. From here you can see Spanifix, the largest city in all of the Firestone Kingdom <clears throat> for the first time. I honestly thought it was going to be storm clouds at first. <laughs> no. How <laughs> dare. Oh, well, there it is. Max, I think we'll make it. Er, Eric, I think we'll make it in time. Hopefully. No, just hope the kingdom can uh, help. What? So, who are you going to be looking for once we get in here? The representative for the kingdom. They... Well, they'll more than likely be able to contact the rest of the kingdom and get them what they need to um, for my family. Yeah, Eric, you would know the name of the representative in Spanifix. Um, it is a human male that goes by the name Malabar Peppercorn. Good old uh, Mally. Gonna go talk to him. I feel like I'm missing a reference. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> the NPC names are just for me. I just do that for me. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, um, but, Ally, there is a... With the, the sunshine... Um, and some of, you know, the first bit of dryness that there's been for, you know, at least a majority of a day in a while, you sort of catch the smell of a summer breeze in your nostrils and it harkens you back to a time when you remember around this time each year, a new clutch of cobalt eggs would hatch. (laughs) (laughs) Be natural. <laughs> I forced that into your mind. <laughs> Such an organic segue. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful, inspirational. Well, even you could have, you know, left it to us. We could have got there. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I wanted to just throw that in there. I'm feeling railroaded right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real. I don't railroad rail, rail the gameplay. Just your emotions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that worse? I think that's worse. Mm-hmm. I think that's gaslighting. Oh yeah. oh yeah, this is bad. You guys don't even know. <laughs> Thirty-two sessions in. And he thinks to himself, "Yep, that's neat." Doesn't say. <laughs> <anything>. <laughs> Yes, and you uh, probably have another um, hour or two of daylight um, before you'll... And, and at this rate, you guys will probably reach um, Spanifix around this time tomorrow. Hmm, it's been, uh, I don't know, probably 
Five decades since I've been through this way. Certainly brings me back. It's so big. Hmm. No, it's really small right now. But for it to be as big as it is now, it must be really big when you get up close to it. Oh, the closer you get, the bigger it gets, yes. That's how things work. That's how distance works. I'm surprised you didn't know that, Kaya. <laughs> Thank you for teaching me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I've never seen a city that big before, though. Never... You've never seen a city as big as Hornrock before. Obviously, you've never seen a city as big as Spanifex. I mean, like, even in a book. I don't think I've ever seen a city this big. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a book. Books are only so big, you wouldn't be able to get it as big as the city. It'd be a very big book. Relative to the size of, in real life, the way that it translates. Never mind. Why why do I feel that we're going to have to, at some point, go find Kaya somewhere lost in the city? We could tie a rope to her, then she can't get lost. I'm right here, and I don't need a rope. Maybe the well, then? I hope not. Lex has already, like, just gone off the toddler leash and just who knows where at this point in the city. (laughs) Lex's day out. (laughs) He's got a monkey backpack. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you all continue down the road um, until nightfall takes over once again. um, And a wagon train of about four people and six horses sort of ride by the phone says we'll be pressing on through the night anything to report up ahead well there were some stink oxes you might want to be careful of but other than that thanks and he's just kind of you can hear him say out loud like what are stink ox doing out here (laughs) Nice. Roll on by. Hey, ally. Hmm. Is it just me, or do you ever get like? Bring your mic down, Zach. Ally, do you ever just kind of see a long line of like wagons now, and just start to assume that probably only one of them is going to make it wherever they go now? <laughs> I don't know. I had a lot of. Uh experience with him prior to our trip between Hornrock and Aaron's Gate. Oh, okay, so... Definitely uh, an outlier, that one. Okay, so that's not how those normally go. No, not usually. Yeah, that's gonna still take some time to shake, but yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure they're fine. It's, it's fine. Ugh. <sighs> Wow. All right. Evening is yours. <clears throat> that it makes you feel better. Don't forget. I mean, oh no, it might make you feel worse. The wolf's still out there. Um, so there could still um, be one only getting 
to where they're going. Um, but I'm pretty sure Ellie was right. Like, outlier. Does anyone know what Una's talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? It's like a it's like a giant griffin, only it can't fly. Yeah, and it doesn't have a beak. Yeah. Do we know that? I don't, never heard of a wolf with a beak. Right, but we haven't seen it. Well, I think it would make it, like a screeching sound if it had a beak rather than a howling sound. Or maybe a hooting sound. Have you ever heard old Howly Boy howl? What's his name? Hoots Magoots? <laughs> I'm going to pop Helmy into existence just so he can give you a really unhappy stare. <laughs> What's up, Hoots? I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> See, Hoots. His name is Helmy. Well, I appreciate I you introducing know. us. Would it be possible to make a little tiny party hat for Helmy? Just out of, like, some paper and... <laughs> if you can get your hands on some paper, you can... We got books. Party. <laughs> up know. his plant book. <laughs> <laughs> There's always those blank pages of the copyright stuff. I don't need yeah, that. Yeah, no, no one cares about that. Copyright stuff. <laughs> Yeah, you could rip a page. Copyright law in the, the Fire Swing Kingdom is very strict. Yeah, the patent hey, laws were the first form of civilization. Una, <laughs> do you have uh, some paints I can borrow? Paints? I mean, I I only have br- brushes. That's oh, it. sorry. I, th- I thought you had colors too. New mission no. for Lex. <laughs> Find out Ally's birthday. <laughs> Um, the pseudo dragon again you hear the shing shing um, fires out of the the flail snail shell um, and just sort of sits next to kind of like walks next to ally just sort of shadowing him a little bit are we like getting ready to make camp or or just sits down next to you whatever if you're in the wagon still I, I, I don't know I was it's, it's getting, we it's getting dark driving. I mean it's, it's, it's getting dark um, and the the wagon train just kind of passed by you so whatever you guys are doing but the pseudo dragon is sitting next to you ally I will reach out a timid hand to let him sniff me. So it just... And sticks its tongue out. Does it make that noise? Because I don't want to be friends with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like a... Like a... Like a... Like a, like a noodle slurp. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I will attempt to pet him. Yeah, and he, he... He lets you. And just sort of... You can feel his head kind of push up back against your hand a little bit. But not too much. Like, he's not overeager. <laughs> you know? I will he's letting you do your thing. He's enjoying it. Behind the ear, and then I will ignore him. Not ignore him, but, like, leave him 
Okay. Yeah. And he takes the scratch and he just kind of sits there next to you. And I'll tell him in Draconic, this reminds me seeing Spanifix. About this time of year, every year, the, uh, all the little kobold hatchlings would hatch. <clears throat> um, and you, uh, there's sort of a, um, in your head, you see a, a cracking egg that then just sort of like fades to darkness and the two dragons just kind of looking at you, like staring at you a little blank eyed. Yeah. That's that's the one. Hatch day. Um, and you get a sense of kind of um, nothing quite like coming out of that egg, eh? Yeah, there's uh, you get kind of this searching feeling, like it's trying to remember back to what you're referring. It understands what you're talking about, but it can't really place it in its own memory. A, a hatching of any kind. <laughs> That's all right, little one. I don't remember mine either. Just a uh, turn of phrase, I suppose. Does and, it really uh, happen at the same time every year? Well, for my tribe, it seemed to. So is it... Hmm. You know, I feel like the more we travel, the more I realize how little I know about kobolds. I mean, probably as much as I know about humans. Probably more, you know our language. I mean, you know our language. That's, that's true, I suppose. So, um, do... Cobalt celebrate their hatching. Well, we did. We'd have a big party every year when the new ones hatched. I mean, it was not like a... I don't know. The hatch day celebration. Hatch hatch week, I suppose. I don't know. It's always around the same time of year, so we'd have a... When the new eggs would hatch, we'd have a celebration to celebrate new eggs hatching and everyone else's hatch month, week, hatch season. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. My draconic is not like the best draconic in the world. Did you just say hatch like 43 times or did I not understand what you said? <laughs> uh, I said hatch a lot. Yes. He, he okay. kept saying, you kept saying like, he's either saying hatch or saying quesadilla. And I, can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't tell which one. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing my best to keep up with you, but it's, you get really fast when you start to get into it. I'm sorry. It's like when the clutch hatches, it always happens around the same time of year. And, well, kobolds, they don't have, like, nuclear families. They have, like, a clutch. So all the eggs that are laid are all brought together into a clutch. And then the whole tribe takes care of the clutch, keeps them warm, keeps them safe until they hatch. And we all get together and have a big hatch day party. That sounds wonderful. It usually lasts 
when the first egg hatches until the last egg hatches. That's very interesting. Hmm. This sounds tiring. Well, it so can well. be. Some of the, uh, some of the, uh, some of the kobolds are go-getters and they hatch early, which is always a surprise. You end up with kind of a weird half-hatch party in the beginning, and then it kind of picks up, and then sometimes you get, like, stragglers. It's, like, a whole two weeks late or something, and it's just like, come on, what are you doing? Like, get out of there. <laughs> and, I mean, it's... It can be a tiring time, but it's a celebration of life. Cobalts don't live long normally. Well, <laughs> you take them where you can get them, I guess. Do you ever celebrate the anniversaries? Well, I don't have any clutch to celebrate with. How would I know when to start or to end? I mean, you could just pick a single day. But how would I know what day to pick? Well, it's around this time every year, you said. I don't know. It doesn't seem right to me. Do you have a single day? Would you celebrate your hatch day? Uh, well, I... Perhaps I would if I had been hatched. But the day I was born, yes, I did celebrate that. What Roll day is D4. that? <laughs> Roll D4. So you just pick a day then, just out of nowhere? That was a four. No. Ro Roll a D100 for me and until you get something lower than 50 or lower. You could just divide it by two. That two. I think it's divided by two. It's 20. It's just well, 20. 20? Mm -hmm. 420. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, you were born you were born on the 20th of Yundor, which is fall. Sorry, what was the last thing you said? I was thinking about numbers. Oh, me? <laughs> I said you just arbitrarily pick a day and say, like, hmm, this no. was my hatch day. And I'm going to celebrate no. this day every year, even though there's no hatching. Well, there's no hatching, and it's not, it's not arbitrary. You celebrate the day that you were born. If you were born instead of hatched. And usually it's other people. Well, how do you know? The people around you remember. They remember what specific day you hatched in the hatchings in the hatch week. They remember what specific day you were born. In the season, in the month. I would never. I've never remembered any of the hatchlings' hatch days. There's too many of them. I don't know how anyone would ever remember that. It doesn't make sense to me. Well, usually it's the people who are closest to you who remember the day. There's too many of them, though. 
Maybe that's true. I don't know what it's like everywhere. But where I'm from, there aren't there aren't that many people, so it's pretty easy to tell who was born what day. <clears throat> it's not a real celebration. It's just with the people closest to you. My mother would usually bake something or embroider something for me. What about you, Eret? Do you do this weird... What do you call it? Birthday. A birthday? All right. Is this a thing, yeah. Eret? Yeah. Uh, Is this a cannibal usually have culture a... thing? Uh, I've never like eaten... Have, you know. I've never eaten a halfling. But for my birthday, it's usually a big party. Uh, thrown at the palace and everything. Um, lots of people show up, lots of food, lots of dancing. Roll D4 and a D100. 128. Uh, your birthday, era is the 28th of Mornstar in the winter. It was, it's a, usually a pretty nice day. Um, sometimes those around you even get you gifts. Hmm. I mean, we didn't really have gifts, I suppose. We have food. I mean, the hatch week was a week of, I don't know, party and relaxation. Not much got done those weeks, especially when they went long. Wait, so do all people to get gifts? Like, anyone? Everyone. You would know your birthday, Una, by the way. Do I? You would, you would, you would know your, you would know your birthday. You would have been told, you would have been told a a birthday. Okay. How it's, how you celebrated it, you know, or if you did or not, up up to you, obviously, but you would, you would have been told a birthday. Okay. I mean, so why don't you go ahead and, and roll one two, a, a D four and a D one hundred. Uh, that is, uh, hi. So that's gonna be three eight. Okay. All right. Uh. Uh. Let's see. Hold on. I hope it's some holiday that your 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 birthday would have passed already, Una. Uh, on the eighth of Tilmir in the summer. Was that before or after that was, I left? You guys were at the very top of Mount Oof. That was the day after you defeated the giant Griffin. Mm. Oh, so oh, thank goodness. The, the griffin egg was a birthday present. We exactly. immediately gave it away. That's why she was so intent on keeping it. Oh. But, like, she wanted it to have the same birthday as her, and then it didn't hatch. She's like, fuck this thing. I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Ace of Telmere. 
Okay. But I mean, back home, uh, I mean, I, I got a lot of gifts around this time. I mean, it was more like harvest stuff and I mean, like the jewelry that Eric bought for me. But I mean, I didn't know anybody else got that. Well, why would it be different? Um, it wouldn't be. I mean, and I guess it's, it's the day you're born. Okay. I mean, yeah. Oh, no. Yep, same day. Yeah. That happened. As opposed to what? Being found? I mean, I assume I was born that day, but I also was found that day, I think. But I think, I mean, everyone's usually found at some point, right? Only if they were lost, I suppose. Well, well I was found, so I'm not lost anymore, so it's fine. Yeah, we found you. I mean, it's more like I found you. But yes, yes, well, I agree. You found me. Nah. But I mean, like, Lex, you must, must have also had parties, you know, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. something that everyone, you know, does. I'm, I'm sorry, what was that? Like, you have parties like everyone else because it's something that everyone does, right? Well, I only really had one party. That was when I, shortly after I was found in Dagger Bluff. See? It's when you're found. Yeah, well, that's just because I don't really... I just don't think I ever celebrated a birthday. No one wanted to, I guess, before I ended up there. Um, But that's not really the day I was found. It's just... eh, Patton and Kata's birthdays were already really close to each other, and they thought, well, you know... Why not have mine be close to theirs too, and we could all just celebrate together? So, um, yeah, mine was on the 30th of Tilmir. Yeah, I think so. Like yeah. two days from now, right? So, uh, let's see. Eight. It's it at like, the end of the week. Isn't it like today? It's eight no, it's, it's the uh, it's the twenty second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I oh guess... yeah, and it's ten day weeks. Mm-hmm. I guess it's sooner than I thought it was. Time oh, flies when you're having fun. Yeah, it's easy to lose track of days when we're moving around so much. I mean, we'll be in a city, so you can, like, get gifts and stuff like that. And eat a lot of food, and usually people will sing stuff to you, and they'll drape things over you. You know what I just thought of? I hope that the uh, kobolds and Spanifix aren't in their hatch celebration. There might not be much getting done if they are. Hopefully it's ended. 
Are they the only ones who do things around the city? The only ones I saw do anything around the city. But I mean, I'm pretty short, so hard for me to see up higher. That's Are there a, joke, a lot of Kaya. them there? That, that was a joke. There's other people that do things in the city. The big city. I don't know. I've never been there before. I don't know what kinds of people live there. All kinds. Well, when we get there, we'll definitely have to celebrate for the two of you. I think birthdays are important. What you know, you this is probably like do? the eighth time I've had this conversation. We had it in prison a lot. People would always ask about cobalt birthdays. I feel like... I like to uh, get more and more obtuse with my answer as it went on, so... Maybe a little of that came through. See, now you didn't I have anything better to talk about in prison? Help. What's that? You didn't have anything better to talk about in prison? I mean, what are you going to talk about when you've been there for 30 years? You kind of talk about everything. Not much that happens there. Not like there's weddings or... births or... You know... Yeah, that fun stuff. You could celebrate the day you got thrown in. <clears throat> I suppose you could. I mean, we all counted those days, but... There wasn't much celebrating. Not a lot of gifts being given? <laughs> no. Not a great day to celebrate, either. The day you come in... Now the day you get out, I'm sure that people celebrate. Yeah, but don't you then leave everyone that you know, and then you have celebrating by yourself? Yeah, but it's better than being there. And I mean, there are people out and about that I knew there. Not like everyone stays there forever, obviously. There are people I knew there that aren't there anymore. Do they all break out? No, I mean, they did their time. They got released. I didn't break out of prison, if that's what you think. <laughs> oh. Well, that's kind of disappointing. <laughs> I guess. Why is that disappointing? It, it seemed cool. Like it seems like to... more. Really seems like more trouble than it was worth. The Fireswain Kingdom is not. Uh, they're not real big on prison escapees. I wouldn't want to uh, live my life on the run. You just seem like the type who has all this cool stuff hidden in their, you know, history and. You broke out of a prison, and you <laughs> killed some guards that were chasing after you, and then you met this dame, and you ran away together. I met a what? Dame. A what? A female kobold? Oh, no. They're not called dames. Oh, okay. I guess the books I read were incorrect, then. <laughs> yeah, it's an archaic term. 
I don't think any would take kindly if you called them Danes. Hmm. Again, Eric, that was a joke. I just, I'll just not call them dames then. I, I, you can. I was just joking with you. So you met a female kobold no, then? No, I did not. <laughs> oh. Well, I guess I'm gonna go back and read a book then. Those are I'm... more interesting. <laughs> I'm Sorry, Terrence's luck's gonna have at the end of this campaign. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys setting up camp for the evening? Seems so. Yes. All right. <clears throat> there even, like much to do to set up camp anymore. I mean, you guys can do. Uh, you you have options, so you can do it. Uh, horses. You know, however you'd want. You know, like, yeah, roping up the horses. Um, to a like, who knew would let anyone else touch the horses at this point <laughs> in time? You can I make mean, a uh, a paddock for them. Some rope and some, some logs or whatever. Yeah, you'd be able to find some uh, sticks and things like that around to shove into the ground. Although everything's pretty wet. We'll have to bring a fence with us next time. They can actually not be tied up, you know. Get a no, pop-out fence. Forever. That's the next edition. Do I want to check the weather? I do want to check the weather, Sam. All right, all right. <laughs> hey, you know me. I'm I'm all about the weather rolls. That's I'm, I'm fine with that. Sure it's not going to storm in the middle of the night. Then I'm going to feel bad about losing see. the horses in the rain again. I think we all know they're going to come one way or the other. So I bet it's going to be cloudy, and it might even rain. I think it'll be snow. no clouds. Finger crossed. I'm open for a sandstorm. Yeah, sandstorm, right? Full moon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's going to be rainy throughout the morning and the afternoon. <laughs> and uh, near evening, uh, it's going to be kind of that weird, partly cloudy and raining thing where it's kind of yeah. sunny, but there's rain out. So we went back. <laughs> the sadness. You guys have existed in like one. You have not gotten up to the sunny corner once, and it's weird because the odds are in favor of you guys being up there. I um, warned the others with my cloud formations in my hand. We just carry a lot of dreariness in our souls collectively. <laughs> no wonder it's so wet down here. It rains all the time. Yeah. I'm going to start moving things from the wagon into the tower. Okay. I'll help Ally with that. Can the, is like. the chest, like, built into the wagon? Yes. What's in that thing? Uh, the lockbox. In the lockbox. Some useless manifests. Some... You put the shell in there. The shell will fit, right? What? Just put the flail snail shell on there. The shell? Just right inside. there. I don't think it'll fit inside. Oh, we have a spare wheel. We can fix that broken one. Mm. Squeaky one. Why are our bags in there? I think my bag is out of the wagon at this point. 
Not according to this. Hey, it is now. <laughs> so should we start a, uh, a a tower contents? Yeah. Sheet? That's the next phase of this. I'll just put yeah. it in with the wagon, I guess. Yeah. It, it technically, it is in the wagon. So I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna start a tower sheet though. Um, How dare! I'll make it harder well. to move things back and forth. Though. That's true. All right. Just make a new like header for the tower, yeah. so we can just always just auto click to it. I'll let's put it in here. Um, let's do a whole page. store things page, but the contents of the candy haversack in it too. There we go. Change the title of it. And Tower Contents, page two. Cool. I guess I'm going to just move everything that isn't. You guys got a bunch of horse feeds, some rope, some explorers <clears throat> packs. I'll leave the horse feed and the rope out. Okay. I'm in. Mean, so last putting... time we left horse feed out. The rats got it. That's true. We can just have a whole entire room for horse feed. <laughs> it's our tack room. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just shovel it out every now and then. Probably anything we want to be kept safe in there too, right? The the box has a lock on it, but anyone can go in and out of the tower. You need to know the command word at least, though. Oh yeah. It's not a well-known item, so people shouldn't know the command word. I mean, if most people looked at it, it looks like a bauble, like a thing just sort of just hanging there, like just a brass orb and a kind of gold string that, you know, without careful examination, you wouldn't even know isn't actually affixed to the top of the wagon. It's actually kind of just like hovering there. Well, I just like pictured it with like the string coming down. And like, if you go in any place, you're just going to like hit it. But with yeah, command word makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. When we get to Spanifix, what are we gonna do with our little friend? I don't know, I guess he'll figure that out. They're pretty rare, aren't they? Pseudo dragons? I don't know. As you guys are talking, he can hear you and uh both of you get the vision of him like sleeping in the shell amongst all of his little horde with his head resting on a little onyx gem oh that's a good point little friend what are we going to do about the shell when we get there what do you have I don't know <clears throat> hmm wait the shell why are we why, what are we doing with the shell figuring out what to do with it but it's just going to be in the cart I mean yeah it can be are we, are we supposed to be getting rid of it? Oh, I mean, it's worth something. We might as well get some use out of it, other than a dragon shelter. I mean, if we don't do something with it, I mean, unless we're planning on staying with the wagon at all times, it yeah. is worth something. We can uh, sell it and make a dragon shelter that's less conspicuous. The dragon kind of in a huff, like, shoots into the air and dives into the the shell. Like a more luxurious, safer dragon 
the sounds of the coins just shink, 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 get louder. Like he's just like kicking them around like cat litter. <laughs> I'm going to at least try and see what all can be done with it in case. I don't know. There's something they can do to further help us if we're going to be on the road a lot more. I, mean, I don't I know what sorts of things they can be used for, but imagine if people are willing to pay good money for it. Gotta be more than just because it looks pretty. I mean, who would just pay a bunch of money for things that only just sit around and just look nice? Wow. <laughs> I mean, it can be a symbol. Like, we're, we're, as soon as we save the world, everyone will know that the flail snail shell is a symbol of the blessed. They'll know we're coming. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, but couldn't we just like have a flag with that? You get I can't. I can't design a flag. That'd be awful. Well, just... <laughs> we could use your cloak. It's tattered. It shows all of our battle hardness. Yeah, we can. I'm just gonna like start ripping off a piece of cloak. <laughs> Lex, Lex, no. We've talked Stop. about the new cloak. Didn't we? Weren't gonna do that to it. <laughs> I, I thought Luckily it's summer. Maybe we won't need for much longer. Should have time to get you a new one before it gets cold. Does it? This far south, does it get cold in the wintertime? Uh, what's cold? Cold. You know, don't want to go outside. The cold takes, you know, the skin off your bones and breaks open your skin because it's cold. You have skin breath. on your bones? Muscle on your bones. It can get that cold? I feel like you're always examining every word I say. Well, that's because you say a lot of things that don't mean anything. I'm trying to find the yep. meaning in them. <laughs> it's weird how I feel the same way about you. Didn't someone call her a liar or something? <laughs> Exactly. I was a liar. Did you get better? Well, I told you the truth. Did you tell us all of it? Well, I think so. (laughs) But I guess that depends on whether or not you think that the truth depends on one's entire life story, and if I've left anything out, if that still makes me a liar. I don't but think, think the leaving things out made you the liar. I think the just, like, refusing to actually tell us what was going on made you the liar. I'm gonna be honest with you. The thing I lied to you about the most was my name. For the most part, I didn't tell any other lies. So, you're you're lying when you say you're not a cannibal? I said for the most part. She's lying, then. (laughs) I'm not lying. Besides, for the most part, I'm a terrible liar. That's why I don't lie. Lex grew bored and decided to go see if there's anything to hunt around here. (laughs) Make a survival check. (laughs) Hooray. (laughs) Oh, shit. Mom and dad are fighting, so I'm gonna... 
Well, I'm hit the old dusty trail. Oh, that's an 11. 11. Uh, Let's see here. Um, You're looking around and you find a few animal trails. um, But where you are right now, um, you know, just a few minutes kind of wandering from the wagon. It doesn't look like there's been anything recently you'd have to go out a little further maybe there's some like plants that are edible they're not mushrooms i'm tired of those sure make a uh make a uh nature check as you thumb through your book comparing plants and the like you just probably i would assume with your poisonous plants (laughs) these ones look cool i found this I would assume you're probably doing this by torchlight or something. Now that or you're sword, not... sword light with some sword some sort light. of light. Okay. This one leaves cool red marks on my skin. And I can draw with it. <laughs> oh, cool. That's a that's a sixteen. Sixteen. Uh, this one makes my see. mouth numb. This is kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Itchy. <laughs> um, you find some um water puff pods growing in a small sort of um, pond. They're very easily recognizable, um, and you find them in your book as well. Um, And they are these kind of clutches of furry little seed pods that when you bite into them, the contents are like slimy and sour, but also very sweet, like a bunch of little seeds. What are they like? They're edible. They're kind of like little... Edible, little, like, pond, uh, little pond, pond scum fruit. Oh, cool. They go, they go well with milk. And you put them in a bowl and eat them. I'll, I'll harvest some uh, water pods. How big are they? Uh, they're each the size of like a grape, like a large grape. Okay. Um, uh, you say they're like fuzzy? Yeah, make a uh, survival check to try to harvest them. Like a kiwi? Like, yeah, like little kiwis. That pop into goo. God, they're kiwi gushers. Uh, Tastes like war. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, that's like a four. Nice. Um, yeah, you managed to find 16 of these little little guys. Neat. Uh, are they still just going on and on about liars and all that? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. <laughs> 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 just like word kung fu and slight passive aggressiveness here and there as is a common way for some members of your party to end the eve to end the day <laughs> little uh little vent session at each other perhaps hey, Una. <laughs> <laughs> huh? i found some like fruit you want to try one do i know what these are at all uh make a nature check okay Oh, thank it. I mean, not thank goodness. This isn't a roll. It's gonna kill me. Uh, so that's gonna be a twenty-three. Yes, you recognize them as the pond pond puffs. Uh, water, water puffs. puffs. Water puff. Water. Yeah. <laughs> water puff pod. Water puff I, pod. I would not eat a pond puff. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't I either, know. but Lex would. <laughs> He's a growing lad. Yeah. You yeah, find okay. these yourself. Yeah, no, I, uh, I just saw. Them. I found a few of them over there. Got so, like I a mean, waxy ex- 
it's like got like a waxy kind of exterior that when you break through it's kind of like imagine a bunch of little pomegranate seeds but without the internal kind of pulp just kind of floating around in a goo whoa, but they're, whoa. Very, they're they're good okay so are they waxy or furry or are they covered in fur but the outside is waxy the outside's waxy and they've got this kind of little bit of fur on them. Okay. Um, think of like a thick, a very thick grape skin with tiny remnants of like kiwi fuzz on it. Okay. okay. I mean, they're edible. What and color are they? They're like a bluish purple. Okay. A purple. Una will just eat one. Yeah. So they got yeah. like almost because like some raspberries have like those little tiny hairs on them too, don't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Something kind of like that, you know. And uh, yeah, no, it's it's kind of you know it's tart and slimy, but it it is also very sweet. I would say you should share them it with the rest of everyone, but uh, Kaya and Ally are still talking. Um, it feels harsh, but I don't know if they mean it that way, so I don't want to interrupt. <laughs> yeah, I, f- I figured I'd let them, fig- you know, sort it out themselves. So yeah, yeah, water puff pods. <laughs> and Uno will share these flex. All right. All right. Uno, how many do you think you'll eat? <laughs> I mean, she'll keep on eating them until you stop her from eating them because she doesn't eat food very often. <laughs> just you know, picking them up, just like, oh, yep. Yeah. And it's like this bright in her eye, just like, this is amazing. But no, I... <laughs> Let's try another one. <laughs> oh, still tastes delicious. <laughs> it's got to stop eventually. <laughs> this would be a terrible time to find out that both Lex and Una are allergic. <laughs> <laughs> it's a save or die. <laughs> Kai and I are just arguing so they don't even hear and notice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> You know, you can stop Una whenever from eating the rest of them, but she'll continue. She'll probably leave one if you never stop her. I mean, I, fi- I figured we'd probably, like... I, I don't know. I'd probably Share. have like, more. Yeah. Who knows how many I ate while I was out, like, harvesting them, too, though, so... I got in trouble for that when I was picking uh, strawberries as a kid. Yeah, try them. I don't know. I guess any that are left over, I will ask, or I'll you know wander over to Kaya and Ally and inform them that oh yeah, no, I, I found these. Well, those are interesting. Yeah, and they're juicy are they, too. They are they good? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they're waxy and fuzzy and slimy. I will hesitantly take one. As he's speaking, his teeth are like this like blue, bluish <laughs> stained color. It's like they're good. <laughs> Just use the absolute like worst adjectives to try and sell them. <laughs> oh, don't worry. They're juicy and waxy and fuzzy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're great. You got little hairs in them. <laughs> Oh I got him out of that pond over there. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but Lex is my favorite seven-year-old boy I've ever met. 
<laughs> they got a nice Which is weird because going. he's 16. Yeah. I know. <laughs> got an interesting tongue feel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We, guys, what if we, like, ferment these? <laughs> we got a castle we can ferment things in. Yeah. <laughs> Just put a, a water corner pot of rot. <laughs> Just put a brewery inside. Charge yeah. premium prices to let people inside. Certainly could. I'm going to bed. You all enjoy your night. And I will I go will up to the third floor of the tower. Night, ally. <laughs> all right. I will probably take first watch. All right. Who's second? I'll tell Lex to wake me up. Third. I can take third. And last. It's the only one that's free to wake one up. Alright. Ally will be getting his beauty rest tonight. Alright. Um Lex, make a perception check. And where are you taking your watch? Outside or from the tower? Um, I'll take it outside. Uh, with my sword. Yep. Oh, before I go to bed, I will set the alarm up outside the wagon as well. Nice. Um, 21. 21. Um, there is early into your watch, or probably later, the latter part of your watch, um, you can no longer kind of see the stars as it appears another bit of storm clouds have rolled through the Burundo lowlands. Um, and as you go to uh, wake up Kaya, who is, I assume, in the tower, probably, you can begin to hear kind of the pitter-patter of rain on the top of the um, canopy of the wagon. Kaya, make a perception check. Where are you going? Are you outside? Are you inside? I was going to say outside, but if okay. it's going to be raining, will I be able to see better from the tower or from... You have 120 feet of dark vision from the tower. It's raining. <clears throat> yeah. Hmm. Can you hear anything like with the thing or is it vision only? Vision only. Hmm. And weather effects that don't really affect you. Right. Yeah, I'll I'll go up the tower then. Okay. Make a perception check. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh Nope, that's investigation. Plus five. Um twenty-three. Twenty-three. Um being up at on the periscope tower again is it's almost like where it is installed on your wagon, it's like you're basically standing at one point on the wagon, just kind of looking around. So and you just like look over your shoulder and there's like a panoramic view around you for 120 feet. Um, you know, it's a little bit difficult to see in the rain, um, but you see a, about four pairs of eyes emerging from the darkness towards the wagon. They are low to the ground. No, oh, no, not again. Uh, I will come off of the orb and I will run down the stairs 
Um, and I will wake up whoever is closest to the door. Who's closest to the door? I'm in the wagon. Okay. So I will probably be pretty close to the doors, and so I would have gone back in to let yep. Kaya take watch. Sure. Right, then so I'll wake, wake up, up Lex and, yeah, allies, or Eretz on the outside. Okay. So you wake up the two of them? Mm-hmm. And I poof hell me, like, as I'm running. Bacock! Bacock, and I run down <laughs> the stairs. Okay. Lex, wake up. There's something outside. Mm-hmm. Fine. And like not even missing a beat, I'll run to the door and unzip the door and fly. And as you as you're unzipping it, you hear a bell going off in your head. Oh no. Uh and I will Sorry, Eric. I will dancing lights. Um as far away from me as I can. So like one will probably still be in the wagon with me, but then the others will be around and I'll just light it all up with bright blue light. Okay. Um, and looking out of the wagon, you see four raccoons, each clutching handfuls of uh, water puff pods, standing frightened <laughs> as you emerge from the wagon. <laughs> and they just drop them and scatter. <laughs> Not again. Not again. <laughs> I'm going to try and catch one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Get that little thief. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to chase the raccoon into the darkness? Okay. As I see Lex running after it, I will yell after him. Don't get bitten. I've read something about that. All right. So you begin um, chasing the weasel. Um, We'll say... um, Let's see. You'd probably be about... 35 feet away from it. Now, I'm going to ask you guys, do you want me to do a chase scene with <laughs> this weasel and and Lex? Other, otherwise, I can find some other mechanic for it, but I can use the chase. I will use the chase mechanic music. for this. You have yeah. to change the music to good chase music. Uh, Yeah, I got that. I got that. Um, and Lex chases this raccoon. I don't want to be apologetic for putting you guys through out. this, but... I All have right. to get the cr- I have to get the trash panda. Where is and thank him for gathering puffballs for you. Oh, here we go. Okay, I need to pull up the chase rules again. Hold on. <laughs> so it is thirty five feet away from you. Um, and you can continue to dash, um, as long as. Let's see. It would have been 20 feet outside of the wagon. You would have been... So it's actually 50 feet away from you. Um, So you can dash a number of times. Uh, Let's see. Constitutions or something. Hold on. Um, uh, Three plus your con modifier. That's as many times as you can dash in a row before you have to start making, like, exhaustion checks. Okay. Um, Uh, Roll initiative. Do I get? Should I roll advantage on this initiative? Because that's normally what comes with uh, uh, barbarian. But I don't know if that really should work outside of combat. 
Which one? What are you talking about with the? Um, trying to remember the name of the feature. Uh, is it feral instinct? Yeah. So I have advantage on initiative rolls. Oh yeah. So you just get an initiative. Yeah. On all initiative rolls. That's fine. Okay. You're also chasing a raccoon through the dark. That's pretty feral. <laughs> you know, when you put it like that. Uh, I have. That's an 18 for my initiative. 18. Okay. Yeah. Um, it rolled a 19, so it gets, it gets to go first, and it is 50 feet away from you, and will dash, um, so it is 110 feet away from you. Your turn. Okay, so I will do my first dash to move 80 feet toward it. Okay, so you are now 30 feet away. Yep. Okay, so, oh yeah, and then make a constitute, or night, so, and then mark off one, like, Again, three plus your con mod for amount of times you can dash without having to make a check. Okay. Uh, So it is going to dash off. Um, It is now 90 feet away from you. Your turn. 90 feet. Oh, wait. Hold on. When do I do the... uh, Hold on. Complications. I need to... uh, Okay, I'm gonna roll D twenty four real quick. Hold on. Okay. Four. To make it okay. All right. Yep. It scoots through a bunch of rocks um, that are in its way and kind of like bobs and weaves through them and pops out the other side, continuing further. Um, you you guys would be going east. Um, and then you dash, I assume. Yep. I'll dash again, and I would like to try and jump over the rocks. Well, the the rocks necessarily. Um, oh, are they actually, not like they're not? Are they difficult terrain for me? I guess we're gonna. I think um, each. Actually, no, we'll do it. Yeah, each. Um, yeah, make a. Uh, so, how many feet do you? What's your dash speed? Eighty. Um, yeah, my dash speed is eighty. Okay, cool. And so you are now ten feet away from it when you approach the rocks. Make an acrobatics check. Ooh, nice. That's a uh, twenty-one. All right, yeah, you easily leap over the pile of rocks. Um, the raccoon runs ahead and is 70 feet away from you. Um, and again, it... So, actually, a this you hear this, like, poof of feathers and bird squawks as some things go flying... Um, in, into the night and begin also flying towards you. Um, I assume you dash forward. I mean, you're, you're uh, continuing to chase. Yes, but I'll also rage. <laughs> okay, so you move <laughs> 80 feet. Oh, actually, you can get up on it, but first, um, as, uh, as soon okay, as I so see like the first... birds are starting to move in on me, I'm gonna rage. Okay, cool. Uh, roll your roll your rage. Um, yeah, so I rolled a seven, so... A seven. So shadows weave around you in this purple energy, and now you have a the uh, shadow blade weapon that has a 20-foot thrown property of a range out to 60 feet. Um, 
Okay, so I can't attack this turn if I'm going to be. Um, so make but... a so so you just you make a um either an athletics check or a dexterity or an acrobatics check. I'll do to... athletics. Okay. Because I got to at least get that with that. advantage. Which is a twenty-six. Yeah. So you're like running through and you're batting off to the side. What you can see are cockatrices that are flying <laughs> towards you, and you're just and you're just like like hitting them like wiffle balls like as you run through and actually today, catch up to <laughs> you catch up to this raccoon um that's running away and has a um a water puff pod in its mouth and sees you and is like oh shit um so you dash as your action um and the raccoon is going to try to dart past you would you like to make an opportunity attack or try to grab it? Or I would like to try and grab it. Okay. Uh, make a uh, athletics check. Or sorry, strength. Just strength check. Oh well. Oh no, strength. Yeah, that's still fine. That's a uh, um, nat twenty on the die. So okay. Yeah. Uh, so you uh, <laughs> this 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 raccoon goes to run by you. You just like scoop it up by its back legs and you got it and it's just like chittering and chatting and 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 like you you, you see it drop this uh water puff pod uh onto the ground <laughs> as Are it's like still... freaking out and bucking around i'll like tuck it under my arm and there's still cockatrices trying to come up on me oh no they 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 took they they took off um so i'm just gonna like hold it up uh to eye level with me and just kind of like stare uh stare down this animal it's like Honestly, I had no plans for... Uh, I didn't think this far ahead about what I was going to do once I got you. <laughs> so you're just going to stare at this animal? Um, right. How does it look? Like, I mean, it's it's trying to get away. <laughs> I'm gonna, can I try, you can see, you can can I try and calm it down? Of, okay, make an animal handling check with disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's animal handling based off of again? That's an eight. An eight? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's not having any of it. <laughs> trying to whip out of your uh, hands, and it makes it goes to bite you. That's a seventeen. Uh, well, it bites me. And you take you take one piercing damage. <laughs> <laughs> One, <laughs> one piercing damage. I'm not even gonna bother yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> resistance on that. Uh, I'm just gonna carry him with me with some of the uh, uh, with the uh, dropped water pod back to camp. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Lex emerges from the darkness um, with a. Uh, uh, kicking and fighting raccoon uh in one hand and a fairly large uh water puff pod uh in the other <laughs> um <laughs> so I'll return back to camp um uh, it's like I got the thief <laughs> yeah so Ka- Kaya and Eric you got you guys are the ones awake <laughs> I, I went back to bed while that was going on. <laughs> I saw him dash off, and I was like, "Nope." 
Good job, Lex. What should we what should we do with it? Well, I have a feeling that it's terrified. It's probably not coming back. You could probably let it go. I don't think it'd be stealing anything else from us tonight. It goes up to bite you again, Lex. 18 to hit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Alright, you take one piercing damage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna like flick it on the back of the head. <laughs> Cut it out. My gosh, uh, you get by one. Yeah, it's just angry as hell. Look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I woke you uh, up. It's fine. Let it go. Apolo- <laughs> I just like hold it up to the guy. I was like, apologize to her. Uh, that's a 15 to hit. <laughs> Does that hit? Uh, 15 matches. Biting Tyra? Yeah, it's a, yeah, 15 to hit. Yeah, Lex. And yeah, you get bit again by this raccoon. <laughs> Alright, fine. I guess I'm not going to make friends with a raccoon. <laughs> not this way. Not, not this way. <laughs> Wait a I will friend. break the uh, water puff pad in half and like hold it out in front of its hands. It's just like, look. Weeping yeah. a dick. <laughs> uh, that's an eight to hit as it tries to bite you again. <laughs> Does not bite me at the time. <laughs> it appears to be interested in being let go, not in any sort of <laughs> negotiations with you, as it is a raccoon. <laughs> yes. Fine. I will place him on the ground. <laughs> and he scurries off into the night, your hand marked up by <laughs> little bite marks yeah. all over your arms <laughs> and your well, hands stained in blue again. water puff pod juice yeah. does it sting uh probably won't really feel like much of anything yeah. the bite hurts though yeah, you get bit by a raccoon <laughs> gosh uh I'll grab Lex's arm and I will press the digitate the like the juice away so I can look at the bites. Uh, yeah, he's got um, <laughs> what, three pretty darn good, like rack, like full, full on raccoon bites on his forearm that he's holding him with. He basically kept doing like sit ups and biting onto his wrist. <laughs> yeah. Got bandages in the wagon. Hold on, and I'll dig around and get the one of the healing kits out. All right. I don't know, he was a worthy adversary, but you know, <laughs> we had to we had to part as um, part as equal rivals in the end. Why did you chase him? I don't know. Went after our water pop pods. <laughs> Are they that important? Could have been anything out there. Well, yeah, there were more cockatrices. What? <laughs> I got him. Well, don't don't be running off into the night like that for no reason. I wasn't going to run off for no reason. I was trying to get a raccoon. <laughs> I'll look for a better reason. I'm sorry I woke you up. I, I've been really jumpy lately. That's okay. I think I've been feeling a little restless after spending an entire day as a rock, so maybe I kind of needed that. <laughs> well, uh... 
say as I'm tying up his arm and try, trying to staunch the bleeding. If you need a little exercise, there's probably a better way. Go for a run next time we stop or something. Do some push-ups. Yeah, Don't go I, running I, off into the night. I literally just ran now, and you're now you're... I'm getting a lot of mixed signals from you, Kaya. You're not getting any mixed signals at all. Don't chase critters into the dark. Yeah, but that's what I'm here for in the group, I thought. Chase critters all the time. Lex, there's a lot more to you than animal control. Yeah, I also blow up a lot, too. Go back to bed. Please. Fine. All right. And good job on the raccoon. I probably couldn't have caught it. It's pretty cool. The shifts of watch continue. Una, where are you taking your watch? Outside with the horses? Um. Yeah, she would. Casting light's not going to help that much, but she'd probably still cast light. Okay. Um, once again, a howl breaks out from somewhere in the wilderness. Make a perception check. Is a um, 18. 18. Um, you cannot tell the direction where it's coming from, um, but it sounds like there is more than one creature. Like you can, again, you can tell it's from very far away. The, the the voice is almost like, or the sound is almost unnaturally carrying. And now as you have heard it the previous night too, you really focus in on it and listen and you can hear that. It sounds like there are, there are multiple creatures, um, but one clear, almost kind of like alpha sound to this howl. Really not good. But it's not any closer. The horses kind of freak out upon hearing it, and you quickly calm them down again. Again, I won't wake anybody up. I'll just be mindful of it. Alright. And you eventually wake up Eret, right? Yes, and um, morning and the continued light rain continue and we'll take a quick break right here we will be right back everyone welcome back to duck duck dice the heroes of the blessed are uh just on the outskirts uh day's journey to uh the city of spanifix the largest city in the fire swain kingdom um it is a rainy morning as you all venture on the last leg south towards the great city. Anyone doing anything before you get thin eye shot? So the... Um, at this point now you've almost kind of like come up out of the valley that makes up the Burundo lowlands and you can see um really for 
the first time the, the city in sort of its panoramic glory. Um, even from this distance, which you guys are probably several miles away from the bridge, you can almost hear a dull, like, rushing water sound um, from this massive river that stretches out before you, the wild, wild, wide river. Um, you can see that the city of itself, um, of which you can see um, five very distinct kind of spire towers at the center reaching up from it. Um, the city sits on this almost like a massive disc of stone um, that hangs above the water. And from this angle, you can actually see that the river beneath the city um, flows in two directions um, towards itself under the city, where then the rivers collapse down into this massive hole beneath the city. Um, the bridge and this um, almost pedestal that the city is built on, uh, as well as much of the city of itself that you can see is made of um, a very familiar looking kind of white stone. Um, very similar to the bridges that were built outside of Horn Rock. Um, and the... It's, it's strange because your vision is not great in the cloudy, you know, um, dull light morning and, and rain, you know, around you and in the distance. But the city still sticks out as like the stark white mark along the gray horizon. Um, and you can see that there's this massive bridge that connects it to both sides um, of the river. Um, and you can see as well that there are a smattering of buildings, um, small outbuildings um, on the road, which widens greatly um, at the base of the bridge, kind of from your top down um, looking view. And Ally, you would know that um, sort of similar to like Marin's Gate in a way, there is sort of just outbuildings at the base of the bridge where uh, many. Uh, wagon trains will um, either stop there or get repairs and it's kind of just a general hangout kind of place as well um, but it's not actually the city of Spanifix itself it's just sort of a um, maybe a several do like several dozen buildings kind of stretched out over um, nine or ten blocks leading up to the bridge um, and even from here you can see that the bridge itself is probably about half a mile wide um, and it stretches up hundreds of feet uh, above the uh, the river, and but the city still. From here, you can see it probably. Oh, I know this. I've. I think it sits like 300 feet above the water, so it's a very gentle slope that sort of draws out over the bridge and connects to the city itself. Wow. Because like you know, uh, I was, said there was a span. I didn't think it was as big as it is. Well, what they explain in the books, I thought it was going to be. Smaller? 
but then again, I don't think I've ever seen anything this big before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can we can gawk later. Let's uh, let's come on. Let's get in the city. I'll follow behind Aaron on that. I'm sorry. The city the city's about 900 feet above the water, not 300 Oof. feet. <clears throat> yeah, we'll continue the gawk. Well, shall we yeah. stop here before we head up the bridge, get the wagon fixed? No, I thought. I, I don't know. I guess I, for some reason, thought we had would get it fixed inside. But you know, that, there's places around here that can handle it. And that makes sense. I can, Aaron, if you're raring to get into the city proper, I can probably go with you. If you want, I'll just. You guys can stop with the car. I'll go on ahead. Um, I just figured there's probably no reason we need to have everyone at the cart. And, so you know. the the bridge, it still looks like it would take you probably, I mean, several hours to walk the bridge to the city itself. I mean, we don't have to stay outside to, I mean, fix the cart. I mean, there's probably things inside that can, like, people who can help. Yeah. I know Eric wants to go in the city. Are there any, like, chartered carts that are moving people in and out from the city who maybe don't have carriages on their own, or...? Uh, I mean, you could certainly look into that. I mean, you're you're several miles away from this area, but... Al, I would think you'd know. I mean, yeah, you can pay for rides up into the city if you want. Yeah, I mean, there, there's always people headed that way that'll let you uh, hop on their wagon. Yeah. That's not a... That's not anything I think Lex would know to look for. I just. I mean, we're going into a really big city. Um, and I wouldn't want to be away from everybody. Yeah. If we could just all stay together, that would. It was really big. Was I don't saying. know how we'd find each other if we separate. I agree. I mean, if we leave the cart at a specific place, we'll all know to meet up at the cart. Do we not think, like, looking at the cart, does it not look like we can get the cart into the city? Or has it been long just fine for all its damage? I mean, it's going along. I mean, you you guys are kind of, like, you would have had to... There's there's less space in the wagon because you kind of have to rig up the um, the canopy in a way. Um, that's sort of, you know, because the, the, one of the ribs of the canopy is, like, smashed in. So the roof is a little bit compromised. Um and there's like a really annoying squeaking and some cosmetic damage, but I mean, you know, still a functioning wagon. The flail snail shell hasn't like collapsed down on the rest of the wagon or anything. Ally, Aaron, you guys. It was just an idea. I thought maybe we could get the wagon fixed while we were heading through here, but head into the city. All right. I guess we can all go together. All right. You head down um, towards the um, southern, or sorry, the northern bridge into Spanifix. Um, passing along into the early evening, you arrive at the base of it, having passed by a number of outbuildings. Um, you know, alive with activity of various wagon drivers and 
couriers and the like. Um, and the wagon slowly but surely pulls itself up onto the massive white expanse of a bridge. Um, I mean, you know, you guys have gone across small bridges and things like that. As soon as the wagon pulls onto it and the sound beneath the hooves of clip and clop and the rattling beneath the wagon, you know, change from that of dirt and stone and, and mud to this crisp sort of clacking noise as you move onto it. Um, you know, you're on a bridge, but it feels like you're on a, I mean, it's, um, I would say it's probably an interesting sensation for some of you to realize that you're walking onto a bridge that almost seems like absolute solid earth that holds the biggest city in the entire kingdom, you know, just several hours travel ahead of you. But there are people on um, the bridge, um, mostly, um, you know, there, it looks like there's a few stragglers of folks who are either coming or going from the city. Um, and you spot every now and then um, a guard on a horse, just sort of keeping an eye on the traffic that flows in and out. Um, and as you continue up um, on the journey to the bridge, the sound of the water almost seems to be dampened um, by this large bridge beneath you itself. Um, and you sort of forget about it. Um, and the fact that you are now several miles out over um, this massive churning river um, and the city sort of just rising up over the um, curvature of the road before you, first seeing kind of the tall spires uh, and then uh, buildings of, you know, three stories to two stories until you get really kind of a whole view of the city itself, um, which is glowing with light. Um, you know, it's probably around nine o'clock or so, and there's a slight drizzle. Um, and the clouds seem to have kind of broke in the night. And there's this just kind of glint of sunlight off in the uh off to the west as you all approach into the bustling city of Spanifix. Do I know from what I've read, do I have any idea why they built this city over the thing instead of like on the edge of it somewhere? Um, make a history check. 13. 13 um you you don't you don't know the exact i mean you've you know maybe you would have heard of spanifix being a big city but um you don't really know the origin of it hey ally mm. the city is incredible but it seems kind of impractical do you know do you know why it's like this why it's like what this this is all a bridge right like from one side to the other well yeah it spans across and holds the city up do you know why they built the city on the bridge instead of on either side of the river well, I don't know maybe the bridge was here so they just built on it Era if you overhear this conversation you know why it was built there 
don't know if you're going to say anything, but I'm just letting you know. Uh, how would I address Peppercorn? Like, what's his title? Their title? Representative. Do I know where they are in the city? Uh, you would know to go to the council spires, um, which are sort of in the center of the city. That's at least like the sort of the seat of power within the city where the governing occurs. Where would... Go ahead. Where would where would I have stayed in the city when visiting? Um, you probably would have stayed. Well, did we did we determine had you ever actually been to Spanifix? You would have passed through it. I don't think you would have stayed in it because okay. you would have. Yeah, you would have been to Wolfbane Dell, mm-hmm. but not. Yeah, not Spanifix directly. I would have assumed we would have stayed the night here probably once and then. Left. Yeah. So, um, you would have. You would know that um, the place to find a, a a good spot to sleep um, is in the in the Northern Downs Shopping and Entertainment District. Um, it's actually the first part of the city that you enter, um, and it's known. It's both sort of the um, you know. Uh, place of commerce and shopping um and 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 tourism um it's also like at night it becomes really kind of like the entertainment district with drinking and 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 dance halls and things like that and different shows um and that's also where most of the um good like inns would be that you would have stayed at okay um so we can get an inn or something in the area i got a I gotta go to the center of the city tonight, though. Do you you're you're all welcome to come with or not. Yeah. It's up to you guys. The end's on the way. I figured I'd like to help make sure you're getting everything you need here, so I'm cool with going. Well, why don't we just head there, then, and worry about figuring out where we're staying later. Okay. All right. So you all head into the thick of the city. Uh, the the Northern Downs Shopping and Entertainment District, or the Northern Downs, as it's often referred to as, um, is sort of alive with activity in, in the city at night. Um, and you can see that the buildings here are mostly made of wood, um, and have like red, green, or blue tiled roofs. Um, no more than like a story or two tall, um, but the sort of streets off of the main road that lead through the center of Spanifix um, further into the Northern Downs are, are very like narrow um, for like foot traffic or like single horse wagons um, for the most part. Um, but you can see too that throughout the area that there are sporadic trees that are... Um, uh, planted in sort of um, with uh, you know, ornate bricks sort of around the outside of them and the whole area seems very clean and nice um, and as the day is sort of you know 
um, dying down and the lights are from, you know, uh, lanterns and torches within uh, some of the entertainment ex- establishments light up. You also see uh, that there are um, let's see here there are sort of you see like the the city is brightening up and you see that there are these um, workers in like white uniforms and they're walking with these wooden chests kind of like with like a neck strap that kind of comes down almost like a, like a, a food vendor at a baseball game. Um, and they all just seem to be walking in straight lines down the middle of like the main road. Um, and they pull up these small orbs from the box and just touch it. And it lights up and they sort of just drift it up into the air and it hangs like 12 feet in the air as the street lights just sort of begin to turn on, um, on the main roadways within the city. Um, you know, light or the rain sort of gently trickling down and the light kind of catching through the raindrops um, as the city is just sort of alive with activity and the kind of growing moments of revelry um, into a night of partying for some of the residents and uh, goers of the area. And continuing on through. Uh, there's a pandemic the no- on and they can't be doing that. What's happening? I said, don't they know there's a pandemic on and they can't be doing that? Be doing what? Oh, out drinking. <laughs> yeah. I was like, did somebody do something on chat? <laughs> What's the makeup of the people like that we're seeing? Um, a lot of humans, a lot of dwarves. Um, uh, you're seeing halflings. Um, you know, some some elves here and there. Um, it's it's very diverse. It is a very diverse city as far as um, just kind of looking out amongst it. I would say humans are still uh, like a majority population, um, but there's a good mix of the other ancestries as well. Are there other kobolds around? Are they? Um, Through this area, um, right now you don't really see any kobolds. This All place right. that we're going, Eric. What can you tell me about it? Well, it's the uh, center of the city. Um, it's where all the important people gather to make important decisions. Okay. How long do you think it'll take us to get there? If we ride straight through? It takes some... Let's see here. Um, It takes, like, probably hour and a half to move across the entire city from end to end. So like 45 minutes about to get to the yeah. center. You guys will be entering the center of the city once you leave the, the northern downs. Has anyone given our cart weird looks? Um not not really. I mean it's it's a big city. There's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, through the main you know, it's it's it, it is kind of you know dying down a little bit. Um, but there are you know people going about business and, and wagons moving full of stuff. Um 
I mean, there's a, a lot of activity around you, but so you're not really necessarily, you know, drawing too many eyes right now. Uh, as Eret says that it's where all the important people gather in the city, I'm going to look at all of us in the wagon in our varying states of we've been on the road for a little bit. And I'm going to open the tower, grab my bag and open the tower and zip it up back up. I'm going to run upstairs and put on the dress that I picked out of my mom's closet, which is a little less dirt covered. And okay. try to make myself a little less like I've been on the road for weeks. Got it. All right. As Kaya is getting changed, uh, you roll into, uh, after about half an hour or so, 40 minutes, uh, you make your way out of the Northern Downs and into the, um, the council spire and grounds kind of area. Um, the road sort of opens up and, and you can see that there's this massive plaza before you and the main road kind of like arcs out around it. Um, it looks like only kind of foot traffic goes in the middle of the plaza. Um, in the center, you can see uh, that there is a, uh, in, like in the center of the plaza, is sort of a recessed amphitheater into the ground, uh, which Eric, you would know that this is a place where often like major news of the city is announced or um, where political debates and things like that will happen. Um, and looming over the, uh, uh, the square is a... Um, a large drab windowless white tower that only has one um, like large metal gate on the front of it. And behind those surrounded by walls are what you could infer are the council spires. These white stone needle like towers that sort of stretch up into the sky. Um, you can see that the center spiral spire is the tallest um, and that the four smaller spires link to it with bridges um, coming from, you know, I mean, the, those towers are probably 12 stories tall. Um, the more dull kind of one um, that sits a little closer to the amphitheater uh, is probably eight stories tall. Um, and, but as you get into the kind of center of town, um, so it looks like that the way you want to go is kind of like rounding the here. Well, actually, why don't I show you guys a map? How about that? A map? I don't have it labeled, but I can. Sh eh, I actually, I don't want to show you guys a map. I'm sorry. Oh, oh. I, got, I got stuff oh, on there. Stuff, I took it away from you. I'm sorry. I dangled it out there and I took it away. Um, the so you kind of. You can. There's a road that. Again, like the the council grounds are kind of a big plaza and the roads kind of wrap around the edges. And it looks like if you go along the northern road, that takes you towards the council spires. Um, but so I assume that's the direction you want to go. Shortest point, right? Yep. Towards the. OK, um, you can see, though, as you kind of make your way around this plaza, um, that there seems to be a fairly large crowd sort of gathered near the um, sort of uh, 
yeah, I guess a recessed amphitheater. That's kind of the best way I can describe it. I don't know if there's another word for that, um, but sort of stadium style seating that kind of goes down into the ground. Um, but you can see that there's a large crowd sort of gathered um, and people kind of hurriedly like some people like running to see what's happening and some people kind of like running away. There's this weird sense of like a little bit of anxiety and kind of a little bit of rising panic from this crowd of people that's beginning to gather as you're rolling by. What's uh. going on? Kevin will pop her head out. Just trying to listen in. Just wow. listening like... Can we tell what's going on? Yeah, can we like, hear any specific things being said among the crowd make a uh, make a um perception check as you're kind of trying to listen through the noise of the crowd or the people and just trying to pick up on uh una had the 13 20 23 oof nine Ally, did you roll? Oh. Yeah, 26. 26, okay. Um, so everyone but Kaya, um, you can hear um, people are talking about the latest edition of the Weekly Watcher. And you can see that like people have like these news scrolls in their hands. And people are like going into this crowd and coming back out and like looking at whatever's on this, this scroll. Uh, and anyone that rolled above a 20, which I think was almost everyone but una right um you hear something about chastile it's something about chastile are there any guards or anything in the area yeah i mean there are there i mean throughout especially throughout the council spires there are um you can see armed guards well does someone want to go get one of them Bring it back to the cart, and we can figure out what's going on. Sure, I'll step down out the back. Good luck. Start maneuvering through the crowd. Yep, you maneuver towards the crowd, and there are there's this uh, this um, kid who seems to he's got this big bag on him, and he's got little brown suspenders and a little knit cap. And he uh, he's got this big oversized bag on him that he's reaching into and just seemingly pulling out like countless scrolls as people are dropping coins um, into a bucket at his feet that another kid is taking and uh, dumping into a larger sort of lock lockbox looking thing. Um, like get your daily watcher. Breaking news out of Chastile. Two copper pieces to get the weekly watcher. Um. Do, 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 do. Where's my equipment? Do you guys have change for a silver? <laughs> uh, they and they yeah they quickly make change for you. Okay. I'll uh grab a paper. All right, grab a paper and bringing it back to the group. I am posting. I read it. <laughs> oh, you read it. You want to read it? I'll see if there's anything. Like, I'll just try to look it over, see if there's anything up. So, on your way back, I would say working your way through the crowd, um, you're able to read uh, 
the the headline and then you reach the group the headline says chest steel saved fire nate or fire nation fire swain army nearly annihilated and this i'm gonna post it in the discord if somebody wants to read it Uh, yeah, apparently it's not me because it's not popping up. There we go. I should not read it. There it goes. Chastiel saved. Fireswain army nearly annihilated. A dispatch from the battle in Chastiel by Permindal Floor Blossom. The Fireswain army, bolstered in number by regiments from across the kingdom, has been nearly annihilated by a tidal wave of orc hordes from the Gauntlet Mountain. Despite the massive casualties, the Fireswain army managed to hold off the orc attack on the city, which was heavily damaged during the assault. Reports from the field indicate that at least half of the orc army appeared to be already dead, and that they seemed to have sprung up from the grave. The orcs flooded down from the mountains on the evening of the 19th of Tilmir. A mere hour into the battle, the orcs broke through the northern wall of Chastil using large siege weapons and flooded into the streets. The battle mages of the Yindir? Yep. Arcanum emerged from their protective positions, the Great Tower, and took to the streets in battle, evening the odds but taking heavy losses. As the orc forces poured further into the city, the Fireswain army was nearly routed. It was until something strange happened, which even this reporter struggles to understand. There was an explosion from the top of the Great Tower at the near Arcanum. The roof of the tower burst open and a creature emerged before disappearing in a great bulk of light. <laughs> the creature did not hurt Just a second. Just a second. It just it had to buffer a second there. <laughs> Uh oh. To start right, an explosion. There was an explosion from the top of the Great Tower at the Yinder Arcanum. The roof of the tower burst open and a creature emerged before disappearing in a great ball of purple light. The creature did not appear orcish in nature. Upon the creature's disappearance, the seemingly dead orc fighters collapsed in to fight. This turn of offense led events led to a counterattack by the Fireswain army which were the city of the Orc Menace. The losses to the Fireswain army were vast. While official reports are not available, the rumor is that a mere 10% of the soldiers survived. There's no word on the army's next move, but they don't appear to be leaving the city anytime soon. Civilian casualties were minimal as people quickly evacuated the city when the Orcs broke through the wall. The displaced residents were where the fighting took place have been provided housing in other areas of the city. How this sizable swing in the military might of the kingdom will impact the growing tension and refugee crisis in the south of Spanifex remains to be seen. The Fireswing representative in Spanifex, Malabar Peppercorn, has refused to give comment, citing ongoing strategy discussions in Phaedra's Keep. Wow. Sounds like a good thing we came this way instead of going that way. The 18th of Tilmere... Or the 19th of Tilmere, where would we have been then? Probably... In Windhaven? Yeah. 
the 22nd now? 23rd. 23rd now. It's really only been four days. Wow. What do you think this purple creature thing? Doesn't sound good. You think it has anything to do with our friends in the Shadow Sun group? What is that called? The Umbral Order? The Umbral Shadow Order? Sun? Yeah. 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 I mean, purple's not the nicest color. I mean, at least when it's blowing up from a tower. Is anything a good color if it's blowing up the top of a tower? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't. Yeah. Fireball, let me explain it. Undead orcs doesn't sound great either. Or orcs who are dead but not. I don't understand why they all of a sudden just appear to have stopped going by whatever this story is. I don't know. Sure, we'll have about as much information as anyone else, but does it sound like this might get in the way of us trying to meet with this representative that Eric needs to? He sounds like he's a busy man. So it might mm -hmm. be difficult. He's it can't be a coincidence. Yeah. I bet this crowd's outside is wherever he is now. Huh. I guess let's keep trying to get answers for you, though. It can't be a coincidence that all this stuff's happening to the kingdom at the same time. No, if that was the same day that we were in Windhaven. And that sounds like it was the same day that we met our friend there. On the 18th, yeah. you guys would have been emerging from the hag's cave. So the night before we fought the shadowy person, yeah. right? Yeah. Two days Shut after up. that. Hope we didn't set this in motion. Well, it kind of sounds like things got set in motion before we really got involved. That's kind of what true. I got from the whole thing. It's very true. Well then, towards the center. Onwards. Is you... there a guard nearby that I can go up to? Uh, they yeah. all fairly occupied. No, they seem to kind of be keeping a. Um, I mean, the the, you know, it's not rowdiness, and that's kind of, it's like people are like, you know, kind of freaking out a little bit. Like this is a pretty. I mean, the Fire Swain army has been nearly annihilated. Um, yeah. Um, and so there are guards kind of on the outskirts of the plaza, sort of just keeping an eye on the big crowd that is um, sort of coalescing. However, um, further ahead um, towards the spires, you can hear um, some like angry crowd kind of shouts um, as you as you can see, you're approaching the walls around the outside of these massive council spires. So, yes, you can see a guard. As you hear angry people shouting, I reflexively cast mage armor on myself. Just, just, 
just have reflex at this point. <laughs> we all have a little bit of PTSD at this point. <laughs> um, so I'll go up to one of the guards. Okay. Uh, excuse me, sir. Yeah, yeah. What can I do for you? Uh, I'm Eric Semecki. I need to talk to Representative Peppercorn immediately. Yeah, that's uh, that's funny, kid. Eric Semecki and a lot of those poor suckers down there in the water. Whoa, they're probably good as gone. Move on, kid. Yeah, I, I know that. That's why I'm here. I got yeah. a message from the invaders. Uh make a persuasion check nineteen he says all right I'll play along prove to me you're at Semeki uh, I guess like the I'll flesh out the signet ring and I'll show him the ring and it kind of pulls See, it in this is this is a family ring. He looks at it, looks at you, looks at it, looks at you. Says, we need to get you to the council spires immediately. And all my friends, too. And he he kind of like yells to some other guards. And very quickly, there are like four guys standing directly around you. He says, uh, we'll escort you to the uh, council spires, Mr. Smecki. And they start marching you forward and you guys see is like these guards run up on air and are like heads on a swivel like looking around their um you know spears uh that they're all wielding like in marching formation around air um as the um imperial march plays (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what do you do now are we allowed in there and as as you guys are guy in the well you guys are kind of assume just kind of keeping going the direction, keeping an eye on Eret. You can see that there is a crowd gathered um, outside of the outer walls of the council spires. Um, the the walls themselves are uh, white as well, uh, about fifteen feet high, um, and they kind of got like spikes on the top. Um, and there is an angry crowd outside that has gathered and you can hear them yelling, like demanding a- answers. Like they're like, damn it, peppercorn, give us answers. I have family in Chastile. And like my brother went to fight. Like I want to know what happened. And like, so it's a very angry crowd of probably about 200 people or so. Um, that's really kind of gathered outside of the, these, these gates. Um, and as soon as the soldiers kind of like start marching and people kind of like turn their, like turn over their shoulder and like, Oh shit. Cause they're like marching with like a purpose and the crowd just sort of like, like parts around them. Um, what are you guys doing as Eric just is like whisked through this crowd, um, by armed guards of Spanifix? Gosh. Uh, do we go follow? We shouldn't get separated. We should stay with him. Oh, sorry. I don't know that the wagon's going to stay with him. Is there if a you place wanna for go, us to park it? You want to go with him? You better go. I'll take care of the wagon. And I'll run after Eret. Ally, should I stay with you? Go. I'll be fine. I'll I know stay. the city. All right. 
Are you sure you don't want someone to stay with you? Uh, I mean, you're good. Go. Okay. We'll follow. All right. Um, all three of you that are running um, make uh, dexterity checks to move through the crowd and try to keep pace with. Uh-huh. 19. Uh, that is a six, a solid six. Is 22. Um, Una, you get caught up in the crowd. You're like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, like making your way through, like trying to remind like the, 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 the you know, the words and of the text from the etiquette book about like personal space and like, you know, respecting others boundaries and stuff are just like, flooding through your head and you're panicking because you're like i don't know what to do in this situation i'm trying my damn best um and you get caught up in the crowd um kaya and lex you make it in right behind you manage to like get right up behind these guards and you make it in before the door slammed shut and as soon as the door slammed shut there are multiple spears um at your guys's throats who say um no public in the council spires we're Leave now, you'll be arrested. Him? And and Eric, you can hear this yelling kind of like right behind you as you're being marched towards. Um, so as you enter, you can see that sort of around the the um, outside of, like on the inside of these walls, there are like lush gardens. Um, and there is a pond that almost kind of, um, you know, sort of a, a shallow sort of a, like four foot channel that runs and, and snakes around these five massive um spires and you're being marched off to towards like one of the smaller ones but you hear this like commotion from these guards behind you uh, so looking back i'll be like hey hey they're they're with me and i don't know if the guards around me do anything or stop but they kind of stop and say he says can't guarantee that they'll get inside the spire, but they can wait outside for you at least. I'd appreciate the company. And the one in the uh, just kind of like snaps his fingers like, they're good. Come with us. And then there are two guards marching, one guard marching next to each of you as you approach one of the spires. Uh, I turn over my shoulder <laughs> as like we start to march forward. There are two more. There are two more with us. Uh, one, you can't miss. She's very, very tall. And the other is a kobold. You're lucky you got in, miss. You see that crowd out there? We're not letting anybody else in. Any more would be a security risk. Um, so, Una, yeah, you're just like, the door is shut and you don't see your friends by the time you, you can probably see them getting marched off through the gate. Uh, at some point, when she like gets over being scared of being in the crowd, and you know, notices like, okay, I'm not getting in there. She'll just start meandering or trying to meander back to the cart. And you're definitely getting some looks <laughs> as you make your way through. I mean, you're standing, you know, well over, you know, anywhere from three to four feet higher than everyone else around you for the most part. Um, and you're definitely kind of like getting some looks and it's easier to make your way out than in because people can see you now and they're like, kind of like, Oh dang, like she's, she's, they're big <laughs> moving out of the way. 
I was climbed back in the cart. I don't really, I didn't, I wasn't able to get in and I don't really fit in around here. She's just going to crawl into the back. <laughs> I guess I'll just pull the cart up kind of short of the crowd. We'll just okay. kind of sit and wait and watch. All right. Um, Eric, you approach one of the spires um, with your friends and armed guards flanking you and behind you. You are marched up this um, short bridge that stretches over um, one of the kind of the snaking lanes of this small stream channel um, to a large red um, wood and metal door um, that one of the guards are just wraps on and it kind of rises up into it. Um, and before kind of like almost like parting like beetle wings and like fading up into, um, the rest of the, the tower. Um, and you can see, uh, or, well, actually you can't see anything right now. Um, and you are led inside, um, and the doors shut behind you um and in front of you kaya and lex well awesome i think there's anything to do but wait that would be smart you should just just wait <laughs> uh eric inside of the tower um it is cavernous in a way um you are the the um the tower itself is probably you know several hundred feet wide um or in diameter and there is this achingly long spiral staircase that just slowly climbs along the ribs of this massive spire that looking up you can see that there is some kind of light emanating from high up top um and this the guard steps forward onto this circular platform and he knocks his stick down and it raises up into the air leaving you with three other guards um at the base of this massive spire and a few minutes go by and slowly coming down accompanied by the guard um and several other page assistant looking types um there is a um man probably about 40 bald head um wearing white robes and a gold belt um a golden red belt around his stomach and he approaches he goes huh Master Semeki, we thought you were dead. And that is where we will pick it up next time. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for yet another episode of Duck, Duck, Dice. We hope to see you at the table next time. And like we always say, in the game of life and all others, roll on.